Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Get an earful of unusual nocturnal emissions with radio's Lord of Misrule, Ian Lee. No relation, thank God. Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh man, we we were we got distracted. We missed the end. Can someone please oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand? Can someone please tell us what happened at the end of uh, the hotel inspectors with uh, Alex Polizzi? We were watching it. It was an old woman in her seventies who had this big sort of country house, and um, the literally the last we the last we saw. Um, she had some members of the online housing press coming around and she was trying to market them. So if anyone saw the end of the hotel inspectors on Channel 5 with Alex Polizzi, 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number if you'd like to give us a call. And I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll wait. We'll wait. Um, um, we won't talk to anyone. We won't do anything. Catherine, I hope this is okay with you. Yeah. We won't do anything until we have someone tell us what happened at the end of tonight's episode of the Hotel Inspectors. Because I saw the bit where, spoiler alert in case you've taped it, listen away now, about five minutes before the end she'd moved some of the cushions around. Yep. It looked a lot better, didn't it? Okay. It's a lot better. So 0344 499 1000 is the phone number. Um, let's play some uh, music to uh, play some encouraging um uh, phone in music. Here we go. Oh, we've got a phone call already. Let's go to Mary. Good evening, Mary. Hello. You Ma- owe me an apology. Yeah, Mary, what happened at the end of the hotel inspectors with Alex Polizzi, please? Um, Alex Polizzi killed them all. Okay. Um, thanks very much for your call. So there we go. That's that sorted then. She, I wondered when that was going to happen. Yeah, it was. It was a twist that I did not see coming. Alex Polizzi uh, killed them all. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. And now we've got that solved, we can carry on with the rest of the show. So tense. I tell you what's interesting, right? And um, you know, this is kind of a World Cup free zone, okay? But I, I would like to know what you did to avoid the World Cup. If you, some of you watched it and will have enjoyed it, and that's great, fantastic, congratulations. But what did you do instead of it? Catherine and I genuinely watched dinner dates on ITV, yeah. ITVB, and we watched the Hotel Inspector on Channel Five because I literally couldn't care less. But I tell you what was interesting was the um, physicality because we're next door to talk sports. So you've got you've got Cundy and Goldstein, and then you've got what are you doing? You're not in it. I don't really care to be honest, idiots. Um, and, and loads of their little minions that's kind of run around and and, and want to please them. Okay. And uh, towards the end, well, throughout the whole thing, the language was incredible. Effing and Jeffing and seeing and bombs, all of this stuff. And then um, the excitement at the end when the when penalties were going on, it really was, um, it really was uh, remarkable. So uh, you can give us a call and let us know if you avoided it. How did you avoid it? What did you watch instead? What did you do instead? Yeah, you can call in with that, or you can just, um, you know, you can call in with anything. I've got a cold. Um, I start, It was starting yesterday, and today it's really hit me um, full. Yeah, let's let's bring him on. Let's bring him on. It's hit me. Uh, uh, it's hit me full on, and I'm feeling absolutely lousy today. It's not sleeping, um, struggling with a cold, but we're going to get through it. And I want to do this thing that we kind of started recently, 
where we highlight good news. We'll talk about David Byrne from Talking Heads in a bit because he set up a website that just puts out good news. Okay, um, and so we're going to talk about that. Ken's, uh, Ken's put the phone down. Do you want to get him get him back? Ken bottled it again. Dear God, such man. a flirt. He is such a little tease. Ken from Newcastle. Um, and I'm keen to talk to Ken because there's a great story. I went to Pride in New York. Oh, yeah, right? yeah. Never been to a Pride event before. What do we need Pride for? They've got equal votes. Yeah, gays are still... He doesn't want to come in. Come on. Right, OK. Ken, could you stop phoning up my radio show and wasting the time of my technical operator, please? All right? Go and phone up God or Jesus or something. Stop wasting the time of my team. Come. I don't even want to listen to your your um, your religious hatred anyway. Goodness sakes, man. Two days in a row. If he phones up again, Sam, don't answer it. I'm taking him straight to air, okay? If he phones up again, Ken's coming straight to air. How dare he phone up twice? Well, two days in a row, four times yesterday, twice today, and waste Sam's time. Outrageous. Anyway, this is for you, Ken. Um, I went to Pride in New York. Gay Pride. Why do we need gay Pride? Because gays are still getting their face smacked in and murdered because of who they choose to walk down the street holding hands with. That's kind of why. Um, and it was brilliant. Um, I, I think it was interesting was the number of floats that were, were sponsored by big corporate. It's a corporate event, you know, that, that Barclays is proud to sponsor um, the uh, the Bronx Queers. And, you know, it's all stuff like that. It wasn't the Bronx Queers, but it was those kind of. And um, MasterCard. MasterCard was another one. I thought, this is a little bit weird. But what was interesting were the number of gay lesbian no hang on you do it lesbian gay bisexual transgender and queer religious groups that were taking part there and they're all different faiths um from all different parts of new york so i saw a couple of catholic um gay you know the east side catholic church is is proud to support gay pride and lots of gay, I'm assuming, you know, I'm assuming the majority of them were, were gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, kind of marching down with their banners. Big, um, big Jewish float. Um, a, I was going to say, a, <laughs> this will get me in trouble. This is what I was going to say. And then I stopped myself. A normal church. And by that, I mean, it was at a normal church. I don't mean, I don't mean Catholics or Jews. No, it was, it was, they kind of had lots of different dom- denominations of Christianity mm-hmm. in America, like Pentecostal and I, I can't think of anything. But, but what I, you know, closer to C of E is what I mean when I say normal, you know what I mean. There was, the, there was a kind of a, a traditional American church. All of these, I didn't see an Islamic one. I don't, I doesn't mean there wasn't one. Doesn't mean there wasn't one. Just I didn't see it. And I put that out there before people phone and said, but you didn't see, uh, Islam for benders. I didn't, but it doesn't mean that there necessarily was one. But all these different religious groups, and I was only there watching for about 45 minutes. Watch at one spot and then walk down a bit further and another spot. So I wasn't watching for long. It went on for hours all through the city of New York. And, um, I, I, I was really impressed at the number of religious groups because quite often you hear that religion is very anti-gay. You know, Bible says, Bible says, what does the Bible say? Man shall not lie with man. And you've extrapolated from that that like being in love, man being in love with another man is bad. And you've extrapolated from that that 
women being in love with each other is bad and you've extrapolated from that that trans is bad oh no 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 trans isn't no that's not from that line that's from god made us in his own image right hang on a second so there's all of that nonsense right but they're still wearing poly blend fabrics yeah right? oh yes oh that's fine yeah 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 okay. still eating shellfish and all of that stuff. oh that's the old testament oh don't no 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 that's the old te- i know all the arguments and they're all rubbish right they're all rubbish so there's a really there's um it, this is a nice story. I think it's a nice story. It's, it's got a hint of sadness that these people felt they had to do it. But um, it's kind of nice. Um, these Christians... I've got this on Twitter. These Christians marched a, a, a pride parade with I'm sorry signs. Jesus didn't turn people away. Neither do we. Neither do we. Uh, and there's a group of Christians. And there's not many. There's maybe half a... Oh, no, there's maybe 15 there. I don't know. We'll go scroll down. And they've got signs. They've got a, a fella with a T-shirt on that says, I'm sorry. He's holding a sign saying, I used to be a Bible-banging homophobe. Sorry! That's that. I think that's great. I think that's great. The guy's got the guy next to him. Jesus didn't turn people away, neither do we. Um, and here's a tweet. Um, uh, a big guy, two people got a massive poster. I'm sorry. We're here to apologise for the ways that we, as Christians, have harmed the LGBT community. LGBT community. For hiding, I'm sorry for hiding behind religion when really I was just scared. I'm sorry I've looked at you as a sex act instead of a child of God. Boom! Get in there! I'm sorry I've looked down on you instead of honouring your humanity. I'm sorry I've rejected and hurt your family in the name of family values. I'm sorry for not listening. I'm sorry for judging you. Isn't that incredible? Then there's loads. God loves you. God loves you. So do we. Hashtag LGBTQ. You are loved. Um... I'm sorry Christians have shunned you. Um, lots of kind of handmade um, signs and stuff. And I think that's beautiful, right? I feel kind of bad. It's like that thing when it, like a Muslim bomb goes off, an Islamic ex- extremist bomb goes off. So my language is a bit ham-fisted today. Uh, but, you know, when, when an Islamic extremist terrorist kills people and everyone says, well, we need to get a Muslim on the air to apologise. Uh, no, you don't. And you're, you're, you, sometimes you'll hear... Radio shows that book guests will get a, uh, um, a, a you know, um, an Islamic cleric, I think that's the term, or, or somewhat a leader of the community to come on and say, but you, of course you're against, oh yeah, no, we're against this. And sometimes you'll hear radio shows where Muslims spontaneously phone up and say, I just want to apologise for that. And I always feel kind of bad because um, normal people, uh, people who can think, know that the Islamic terrorists form a tiny, tiny part of of Islam. And that thing of, well, they're not real Muslims. Well, they're probably not, but they're doing it under the name of Islam and under the name of being a Muslim. So you, you, you kind of have to factor into that. I'm not one of those people that thinks, well, you don't even mention it. You know, they're saying they're doing it under Islam. But so you have to acknowledge that. But that's like, you know, the tiniest, tiniest percentage. of That's like me um, apologising for Fred West because I'm a white bloke. You know, it's that kind of kind of thing. So seeing these 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 Christians coming out and saying, ah, we're we're, we're sorry, you know, for Christian Christianity has been bad to you, and we're sorry that uh, when the, the personal ones are slightly different actually. But um, so I, I, part of me feels yeah, you don't need to do that, guys, because I know you know I know loads of I don't know, but I've spoken to many Christians that think being gay is all right, you know, that aren't that bothered by it, that, that aren't bothered by it at all, you know, that we're all God's creatures. Um, but also. I do think that's quite lovely, and I think that's quite nice. And there's loads of obviously positive comments on on Twitter. I'm sure there'll be some arseholes around as well. But I just think that's a nice thing that they went out and said, "Look, we're Christian, but 
we ain't got a problem with who you fall in love with or who you have sex. We ain't got a problem with any of that. You know, we, God loves you all, baby. And I think that is an important message. I knew if I kept talking, I'd get to a point. Because um, you remember the falling out we had? I'm sure you do remember it, Catherine. Um, uh, when we were at the BBC, where I, I called some Christians uh, uh, bigots because they, homosexuality was a sin. We don't hate Christians, Ian. We love them. That's why we want to save them from eternal damnation. Homosexuals, not Christians. Ho- uh, the homosexuals. So we don't hate homosexuals. We do. Thank you. And um, this is my cold. is is making me ham-fisted and clumsy with my words, which could mean a dangerous show tonight. And uh, then we had... And we got in trouble with the BBC for for um, bias, for bias. And I'm going, yeah, fast forward to the bit where we had a lesbian priest and, and then rewind it a little bit from that to the bit where we had a, a, a male heterosexual priest who said... He was a bishop, wasn't he? He was a bishop who said, no, I ain't got, I ain't got a problem. It doesn't say that in the Bible. People, yeah, it could be argued, it could be interpreted like that, but most Christians don't see it that way. I certainly don't see it that way. Um, And... Why was I making that point, Catherine? You remind me, please. Because oh, rewind. Uh, because oh, we rewind, called yeah. we called uh, a bigot a bigot, yeah. and um, and the BBC lost their uh, nerve about it. Yeah. But actually, for the vast majority of Christians, it's not it's not the big Here's deal the it's thing. painted to be. In 2018, right? How can it be? How can it? If my boys come up to me and tell me they're gay, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Uh, what? Um, th- th- this happened in the like. This happened within our lifetime. Dads wouldn't talk to their sons. I have a friend whose father wouldn't eat with him anymore, and he made wow. him eat in the kitchen with the dog. Wow. Mums would weep over their sons. Dads wouldn't talk to their daughters. Dad, I'm gay. You're no son of mine, son. People would. Um, th- families would fall apart by because of that. And there are people our age and slightly older who yep. are waiting for their parents to die yeah, yeah. before they live their lives in the open because they're terrified of what their parents will say. <clears throat> the only, um, and I've got to be careful how I say this because people won't hear this properly. So I'm going to, and I'm, I'm, well, I'm aware <coughs> that my head is like cloudy, so I might get this wrong. The, I will feel a disappointment if my sons tell me they are gay because I know, and even, you know, it's, it's probably a good 10 years hence maybe further if they do I don't know. because i know that their life's going to be harder just through the just just because of prejudice just because of prejudice that is still there which is why we still need gay pride you know because you do still hear of people getting beaten up because they're gay people getting spat at because they're holding boy uh, hands with their, their girlfriend or their boy all of this stuff so my only my sadness and it will be a, it'll be a tinge it'll be a tinge it'll be a concern more than a sadness concern is a better word my concern will be oh, your life's going to be a bit harder because of that because there are nasty people out there who will exploit that and who will use it as a weapon against you but that's it that's it will be a concern more than a sadness that sigh of because you want your kids to have the easiest smoothest lives through the world and be literally going you're gonna have it a little bit tougher but i'm not gonna i'm gonna love them just the same i'm gonna be i'm gonna want the same thing i'm not gonna i'm not gonna the dis there won't be any disappointment oh god my my sons are gay there'll be none of that Thanks for telling me. I'm glad you felt you could tell me. What? Right, we got. Are you seeing anyone? Can I meet him? Be all of that. That's all I want is the best for my kids. Mm-hmm. And any thought that they that that the, the the direction they head in life might be a little bit harder for them. Of course, that make me a little bit sad. Yeah, because the whole point is, you know, we try to work hard and to make sure that our kids' path through life is easier than ours. Yeah, of course. That's the that's the way of putting it. And I would have said up to a, <clears throat> a few years ago that things were changing, but there seems to be an attitude at the moment, not just here but in America as well, where the unspeakable is now 
speakable. Yep, people yep. don't feel that they can't voice yeah. their prejudices. People feel that there is a strength yeah. in doing it because that's they're just saying what everyone thinks. It's better than it was by, by a country mile. It's way better than it was. And I do think it's heading in the right direction. I think this... Um, this we'll look back in in 10 years time on this extremism on both the left and the right um as a blip i think i think it will you know as, as these things do it, 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 politics and um bigotry has kind of a way of um correcting itself over a period of time and i think we're pretty much heading in the right direction we veered off a little bit this way and then we'll veer off a little bit that way and then we're heading in the right direction but the, the, to think you know imagine your kids the most precious thing Dad, I got, I got something to say. I'm gay. Oh, uh, you know, you know, son of mine. That's that then. You know, son of mine. Get the hell out of my. And we hear stories about it. All the time. Anyway, oh three. Oh, we'll talk about the gay conversion therapy a little bit later on, which um, the government is going to make illegal. Well done, government. Oh <laughs> We had a guy again, another Christian thing, another Christian thing. Um, we had a guy on because he was giving a talk in a church. I think in Milton Keynes or somewhere near there. Um, about gay conversion therapy because he had had the it's christian therapy where um you basically you get it, you, the gayness gets prayed out of you the gayness gets prayed out of you and, and all of this stuff and he'd had it he was married to a woman and he had kids but he'd been going off and having sex with men right and i think that's a lot more common than people think a lot more common than people think um and he'd been going off and having sex with men but it, it, it didn't fit in with how he viewed himself and his very strong christian beliefs and i can see how that will cause a dichotomy and and, and, a, and a tension and, and, and a depression and anxiety so he had this gay conversion therapy to have the gay prayed out of him and i said to him well did it work yeah have you had sex it's like a couple of years since he'd had it have you had sex with men since no you've remained faithful to your wife said yeah so it's worked. yeah do you still have sexual thoughts about men oh yeah but you're saying it's worked. I don't act out on those sexual thoughts. And you, I mean, you can't tell anyone how to live their life or what they are. But I'm thinking, dude, you, you, you're still knocking them out to, to, to gay scenarios. Also, would you, would you want to be that man's wife? I just think, I just think it's a funny old world we live in. And, um, you know, I, I, I tick so many boxes of being white, middle-aged, heterosexual, kind of you know middle class bloke i can't even begin to imagine what it's like for you lot out there i can't i can't you know whatever your you know whatever your your minority is to to use a rather slack-jawed lazy word whether it's color or religion or um, a, a physical or mental ability or lack of or sexual jeez man i have life tough enough as it is and i'm I'm, I've got the easy one compared to everyone else. I'm, I'm, you women. apparently won the lottery. Did I? Well, yeah, I did. <laughs> I won the genetic lottery. You're one down because you're a woman. Well. What? Yeah. Yeah, you're one down because you're a woman. You know, although it's swung in the other way. Hey, lads, know what I mean? No. But you are. I mean, you're white, middle class, heterosexual, middle aged woman. So you're one below me in the, you know, and we can do, we could, maybe we'll do a little table of, of where we should. Should tally up our points. <laughs> tally up our points. I don't know. Oh man, it's going to be one of those shows tonight. You can call in about what we're talking about, or you can call in about anything you want. If you want to even call in about the football, 
344 499 The Late Night Alternative with Ian and Kath on Talk Radio. After hours amusement for anarchists, air hostesses and jet-lagged antipodeans. Good night, Cobbers. Can I crash on your floor? The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. I suspect it'll be a quiet night on the phone call. We've had, uh, on the phone. We've had a couple of uh, about four or five people phone in, and I've very politely asked Sam to very politely um, say thanks very much. Give us a call tomorrow, just because they're voices that we hear quite a lot of. So, so George and Alan and a couple of other people that called in, don't take it personally. Don't take it as an affront. We do this uh, regularly with with people that we have on, but give us a call tomorrow um, because I tell you why. Because I've been listening to another radio station, and and um, I've noticed that quite often they have the same six callers on every single night. Every single night, the same six callers, quite often in the same order. And um, I keep dipping in and out of this stage because I, I, you know me, I, I love speech radio, love it. So I listen to a bit of talk radio, a bit of LBC, some of the BBC locals, Radio 4. That's it, I think, isn't it? I think that's it in this country. Some of the American stations, not so much recently, actually. But because um, I love speech radio, I love hearing different presenters, hearing how they do things. I'm not, listen, I'm not averse to nicking a few tricks. I won't nick content and I won't nick phrases, but I'll, I'll keep an ear out for tricks. Just like, a, you know, a musician goes to a concert and you see a guitarist do a little lick on a guitar. You go, oh, oh, I'm going to try that when I'm at home. I do the same thing. I hear things on radio stations go, oh, I'm going to try that technique next time a, a situation like that arises. And I think it's great. And I think anyone that is involved in radio should... This, me and Kath used to. We haven't done it for a while, but we'll go and do talks at colleges and schools, um, and, and well, colleges and schools, to p- people, some of whom wanted to work in radio, some of whom had no interest in it. They just, you know, it just gave the teachers 45-minute breaks. It was like putting a video on. Yeah, it was. Um, and we were going and talk. And quite often, a couple of places where they were studying radio or media studies or something, you say right well okay um what are your favorite radio shows no hands will go up okay who who here listens to the radio and in a class of 20 maybe two hands would go up and, and you go but you want to work in radio yeah yeah i don't, I don't yeah i won't mind it well do you, then then surely every second of your waking hour should be listening to the radio i don't want to say should should is not a word i particularly like but you you would have thought so and i i can't get enough of radio i'm moving over to podcasts at the moment i'm really digging podcasts um i find there's too much choice there which is why i'm a little bit hesitant but i'm I'm really getting into that uh but I, li- I listen to all these different radio sessions and i listen to presenters that i don't like as well because sometimes they do little tricks that i, I wouldn't mind nicking and also it, it helps me r- work out why i don't like them yeah what not to do just yeah. as much as what to do so um so we would go to the to, 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 to who, who here listens to the radio two out of 20 would put their their um Hands up. Why was I talking about this, Catherine? There was a reason. Listening was... to different radio stations yeah. and you hear the same six oh, callers yeah, yeah. in a row. That was it. Honestly, man, it's one of those days. Uh, man, I'm It's like st- a conversation with my mum. I'm stoned, man. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, listen to this, this, this radio show. And it, it, it will literally be the same six callers and they'll often get between 15 minutes and 30 minutes on there to, to talk. Some of them are interesting. Some of them are oh. boring as hell. One of them does the same pattern yeah. every night. Yeah. And um, and I find it interesting and amusing and funny and boring, all all in one lump. And so, uh, and I also know that by having lots and lots of regular callers who are on every single day, not a criticism at all, um, that it can put off the slightly more nervous caller, 
um, the slightly more reluctant caller or, or the shy caller, the nervous or shy caller. Such creatures do exist out there. And uh, and I've had people say, ah, I'd like to call in. But when I hear such and such and such and such and such and such calling in, I don't think I've got anything to contribute. Everyone's contribution is as valid as everyone else's. Alan Caddick, you know, God bless him, he was on trial the other day, phones in every single day, okay? His contribution is as valid and as important as the person who phones in once every three years. That, exactly the same. George, who we just mentioned, um, George has been phoning radio stations for years and years and years. He's only just discovered us in the last three months. His his phone call is as, as valid as um, as someone who, who phones up and bottles it and puts the phone down. From my point of view, though, I get a little tingle whenever I see it's a brand new person. Mm. I get a bit excited because it's like getting a yeah. new present. Who's yeah. this going to be? So please, please, please. And also, and I know I have to kind of dampen the... We're getting a little bit too self-referential, and I, I kind of made a vow to myself to stop being meta about the show and, and be forward <laughs> thinking. But... Um, Please, 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 no one take it personally if they phone up and they don't get on. No, don't send me emails. Certainly don't send me tweets because I ain't on Twitter at all. I don't think I even tweeted the Periscope link tonight. I don't think I did. I think I turned that off. Don't email me. Don't tweet me. Don't um, email or tweet Catherine. Why didn't I get on tonight? I think they're going off me. Because that parano- paranoia and that sense of, of entitlement is a real um, um, it's a real buzzkill, man. It really it, it, co- it kind of causes resentment on my part, you know, because it's all groovy. Saying that, it does mean that um, uh, uh, you know I make the show harder for me and Catherine because we haven't got any phone calls because we've had about five people phone in and I've 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 waved them all away. So also, if you are a regular caller, this speech isn't meant to put you off calling. Call in. The worst that will happen is Sam will say thanks for calling. Can you give us a call back tomorrow? Try again tomorrow. That's all it is. That's the worst that will happen. If you are a shy and nervous caller or a first-time caller, you're always welcome. 0344 Has this first half hour made any sense whatsoever? <laughs> really, I'm sweating like a... I think I'm getting the flu. That's, I'm sweating. You'll you put your jacket on. You're cold. Cold, yeah. Hey, yeah, my tops are going to come off, man. 0344-499-1000, the late night alternative on Talk Radio. Jacked up jive talk for janitors, jazz cats, and gin soaked boys and girls. Jacques Commando. <laughs> if you're awake, you're a welcome. I've got five cactus needles stuck in my. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Thank you to everyone who's watching us on youtube.com slash Ian Lee. Subscribe to that. Uh, and UK Night Owl is watching us on Mixer, which Ooh. is groovy, man. Let's go to Nick. Good evening, Nick. Good evening. How are you doing? You okay? I, I'm, I'm all right, thanks. Nick, what have you got for us tonight? Uh, two things. Uh, first of all, I, I came to see you when you did uh, the rabbit hole with the, um, you know, when you recorded it and streamed it uh, in London about a month ago. Um, did we speak was, uh, to each other? Uh, no, I had my photo taken with you at the very end, and that, that was kind of it, really. Okay, okay. You still owe me £10 for that photo, Nick. I don't know <laughs> how oh, clear sorry. I made that. I was, um, <laughs> I'll give you my PayPal details after the show. <laughs> hey, well, thanks for coming along, man. It's appreciated. We hope you enjoyed it. No problem, it's great. Um, it, 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 I didn't really know what to expect, because listening to you on the show, I didn't know whether your persona on the show was like a, a performance, but you're kind of, <laughs> you and Kath both seem the same um, there than you do on the on the radio. He's, so he's about to say we owe him £10 now. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Um, yeah, I, I would say... Um, I can't speak for Catherine, but I would say that my, my radio persona is a slightly amplified version of me, although that amplification is getting turned down on a daily basis. Kath is pretty much as she is, you know, dull, insipid, <laughs> um, angry. Wow. <laughs> no, <why> not? Disappointed. <laughs> Wowzers. Let down by a friend. Oh, no. <laughs> All that Still, stuff. Nice watch. I like your watch. Um, uh, well, well, Nick, I, uh, yes, anyway, yes. <laughs> uh, second, second thing is, yes. um, uh, obviously, I, I, I hear about your like, difficulties on, on, on the show mm. with your mental health and other people's mental health and that sort of yes, thing. Yes. Um, my neighbour, um, who's in his mid-thirties, um, and I've lived next door to him for about ten years, only recent, well, at the weekend told me that he's, um, he's suffering with... Um, psychosis oh. and schizophrenia. Uh-oh. Um, he's had previous uh, drug problems before, yeah. um, and he's been on heroin, and he's on meth, methadone and that sort of thing now. Now, I, he seems fairly normal to talk to, but I, I said, well, how's it manifested himself? And he seems to think that I've been effectively seeing his girlfriend behind my back Uh-oh. to the extent that I've put in cameras in the house wow opposite so i can spy on yeah, him yeah. and i've been teleporting her yeah. into my house he's not now, proper, he's, he's not proper psychotic because he would thought you've not only putting cameras inside his house but also inside his brain um it's it's, it's really strange because when he's talking to me he's, he's saying i know it sounds nuts and i suppose mm. that the question is we've had a good talk about this because it's it, it's like well what do you think i've got to gain from it yeah. why would i do it etc etc um I, I'm a volunteer on a steam railway, and at the weekend I took him down to the railway, oh, and because I'm there most weekends, and I said, "Look, this this is what I do because it's 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 great to get away from my day job, yeah. and something like this might be good for you because it gives you something to focus on, and it's something that's that, that's so different." And he was absolutely in awe of like the steam trains and and what I do there. Yeah. Um, and I suppose that the, the question really is. Um, in terms of dealing with it, because obviously he's he's a neighbour and he's 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 a good friend, but obviously he's he's, he's got a few issues mm. it, it itself. Um, in terms of medication, he's not on any at the moment, but he's seeing the is it is it is it the practitioner nurse or the or, or the, some psychiatrist okay. or something? He's seen yeah. them. Yeah. He's seen them this week, so he yeah. hasn't started anything yet. Um, so I suppose that the question is, yes. could you offer any insight on how best to? deal with and and assist him with his difficulties i guess hmm that's the question a, that is a and that is some that is some question so do you know is he using um class a drugs now is that what's causing the psychosis his current use of drugs or is it his his mental illness that is causing the psychosis well he says that he isn't at the moment because, okay. of course, I, I thought it was a drug psychosis, yeah. um, something related to that. He tells me he isn't, but wow. I don't know when he tells me he isn't it's... whether that's actually the, the truth or not, or whether well, the it, thing with psychosis, from... the fil- thing with psychosis, from my experience, yeah. is that you know it's nuts, but it's it's also real. Here's the thing: when I was, u- I'm not going to go into too much detail about my psychosis, but when I was using a lot of drugs. I had the paranoia. I thought that people were breaking into my flat 
And um, I thought that there were cameras in the... I remember having a huge argument with my girlfriend at the time about the people that were in the car opposite the house filming us. And she's going, don't be so stupid. And I was going to go down there and I was going to smash the car up. She's going, Ian, there's no one there. Proper nuts. But the worst one I've had... The worst one was the auditory hallucinations. Because the seeing ones, eventually you can see there's nothing there. But the hearing right. ones... You were hearing cats, were you? I was hearing cats all around the house because my mum had lost a cat. And so I was hearing cats all around the house. And I would say to myself, this is nuts. I can actually hear cats. There's definitely cats here. Um, so the, th- the point I'm trying to make is with psychosis, you, you, your kind of rational brain can, can you know, you can point to all the facts and you can realise to a certain extent your thinking is insane, but yeah. it's also real at the same time. So, so I don't know if that helps with any understanding of what he may or may not be going. You know, you say he realises yeah. that just saying that you're teleporting his girlfriend is nuts. But he also believes that you're teleporting his girlfriend. Oh, absolutely. But that when he says to me, he said to me, when I tell you this, and he's telling me face to face, he said, I know it sounds absolutely bonkers. And I know it can't be true because I know that it doesn't exist. But I said well, to him, it's, your mind is a very powerful thing. Yeah. It's going to make you believe it. And it's going to seem like it's real. Um, do, do you... Um, <clears throat> okay, let's forget about him for a second. Do you yeah. feel safe um i i do because i've got cameras oh, he has got cameras oh hang on a minute and he's, he'll tell me he's got a teleporter in the loft <laughs> well the, the, thing, the thing that makes it see the thing that makes it worse is, and this is where he's, he's he's done the teleporting thing yeah i i'm a big trekkie fan and oh, i've gone to star trek conventions and oh. i've actually got a picture of me with the cast of the next generation oh, star no, trek, Nick. and no. that's in my hall so he's seen that so he thought aha that's where it's from. oh god oh god you're screwed <laughs> um, I mean, you can buy some good stuff at those conventions, but I'm not sure the teleporter's available yet. <laughs> no, they, they still they're working on the beta version. It's you know, <laughs> just, just not, not worth the risk at the moment. He so. is almost definitely no physical threat to you, but uh, well, he has said that you're talking about voices. He he does yeah. hear things, yeah, and he has said um, the voices in his head have told him because of the girlfriend. They've told that they have told him to do harm to me. Right now, okay. I'm not yeah. I'm not worried about that because. As I said, I've got I've got the cameras and I've got the alarm. Um, but um, because he's he's talking to me in a rational way and he's currently seeking help, um, he said to me that the the nurse that he's seen has said, "Ah, oh, you're at the point where we can still treat you because you're not quite over the edge yet." I mean, wh- how true that is? I, I, would, I was about to say I would take everything he says with a huge bag of salt. Yeah, because he could be making. All of it up. He could not be going for help at all. Yeah. So take everything he said of the cubic of salt. If he is voiced to you um, that, that he that something has told him to harm you, you are yeah. still probably completely safe. But I would bear that in mind, and I would be um, a, a little bit careful about going into his property or inviting him into yours. That might sound cold. Sure. That might sound harsh. But you have to. And security cameras are great for catching people after they've done. No, so yeah. I, we, we don't we don't want to be playing the video on the talk radio website again. Would well, you remember Nick? He called us in, and well, here's the video of the guy. We don't, we, and, and I'm sure that's not going to happen. I don't want to. You know, I'm not saying this to scare you. I'm just saying this is a practical, practical thing. Sure. Um, you know, he might he might be a fun psychotic at the moment, but all it takes is too much booze, you know, a couple of lines of coke, an argument with his missus, some bad yeah. news from his mum. All it takes is that. To go from the fun psychotic, if such a thing exists, to the, you know, losing it for five minutes, which is long enough to do damage. 
sure. I mean, I, ironically, I'm a personal injury lawyer, so there we are. <laughs> well, you, well, if he murders you, then you can sue him from beyond the grave. Um, and, and, that, and that's why I've tried to, when I took him out at the weekend, I thought, well, to give him something that would just keep his mind busy. I took him to the railway where, you know, he's seen the steam trains and he's like oh, in awe of them. And it's, well, this is what I do on here. We went up to a signal box. We went and had a little ride on the trains and that sort of thing. And I thought, well, if, if I can give his mind something else to concentrate on, maybe that yeah. will do him some good. Yeah. I think that's really kind of you. But I also think well, that there's no substitute for actual medical intervention at this point sure. but that's nothing but that that isn't anything nick can do no nick, i know nick, and nick can only do something like that if this guy does cause a problem but uh, uh, you know if this guy does cause a problem which i don't think he will and i have to keep stressing it i don't think he will but then you can get the police involved and then they can force a psychiatric assessment mm -hmm. tun, 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 tun. but until that point it's all down to this yeah. fella so let's let's hope that he is seeing so what about his girlfriend I would, I would suggest having a word with his girlfriend but that might make it worse um i mean it's it's he, he said oh do i do i know and i've met her once and that was it and then i he he, he, he obviously i know her name and then i went through my phone to show her say look she's not even in my phone so why why, why mm. would i be even talking to her i've only ever met her with him once okay. and that was probably about three years ago okay. and that was it we've well, never had any any contact since however she from what he says um is alcohol dependent and he's been kind of dealing with that so that has probably maybe exacerbated the situation with him you mentioned he was a friend i mean how, how close a friend is he well, he's a next-door neighbour, so I've known him for probably 10 years. So it's, if a parcel comes, it gets delivered next door. I pop round, right. pick it up. And has he, got, um, has he got worse over those 10 years? Well, if he hadn't said anything, I, I wouldn't have known, I've got to have said. I, I knew he always had a drug problem, and he was, right. taking, he was taking methadone as, as a result of that. Mm. Um, but I, I, if, he just, if he hadn't have said that all this was happening, I wouldn't have guessed. Uh, he, he always seems a little bit hyper, but yeah. I just put that down to the fact that that's just his personality or, or the fact that he was he was on stuff. I'm going to be honest, Nick, this is above my pay grade. And all, all I can okay. do, no, all I can do with you is share my, uh, it, you know, some of my experience with my own psychosis and just how nuts it felt, but also how real it felt. So I just want you to bear yeah. that in mind. I, I don't want to worry you by saying be careful, but I, I, I would, you know, I think it's sensible to just be aware that yep. there is, you know, this guy has these problems. Most people with, with mental health issues do not, they're, they're more danger to themselves than to other people, in, in, yep. in, in all honesty. But if he's told you he's had voices saying, I should go and duff up Nick, duff up, there's a phrase I've not said for years. <laughs> I should go and, I should go and duff him up. Um, then, you know, caution is, is ad advisable. Sure. Um, and, I don't want to paint this guy out to be bad because I don't know. But also, if you do get really worried, you can call the police. That that sure. you, you would be well, you know. If you you sound like a very calm, very rational gentleman, but if it, you know if 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 it did get scary, you could call the police and explain the situation. I'm sure you don't want to do that, and who would want to do that? That would be a last resort. But you'd be within your rights to do that. You have to also, put yourself first. Yeah, but also, if his behaviour gets to the point where you are concerned like that, you'll be doing him a favour by making sure yeah. the authorities know what's going on with him because it, it may stop him from hurting himself or someone else in the long run. And yeah, Nick, no, I appreciate that, yeah. Nick, we'll see if anybody else calls in who, who may have been in that situation on either side of it because, as I say, I don't want to... I don't want to give advice that's that's dangerous to him or dangerous to... Uh, you know, I, and I genuinely don't know what to suggest beyond what we've said. I just think that the, probably the 
biggest part of this is just make sure you look after yourself. Yeah. Don't put yourself in any kind of situation where you wouldn't put your brother or your sister. Yeah. No, I appreciate it. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you, Nick. Take care, man. You're a good man. Cheers. Thanks very much indeed. Thank Have you, Nick. Ta-ta. 0344 If you can offer any, um, you know, kind of insight or suggestions into that, that's a tough one. He's so kind, though. A lot of people would just He's steer a, well clear. Oh, people, st- people... Who wants to talk to their nuts neighbours? Who does? No one does. And, and I use the word nuts in inverted commas. I can say nuts because I am nuts. But but who you know the the, the weird neighbour who wants to talk to them they're in, oh quick come in that's that don't don't make eye contact with him come on in you can um Nick's a good man you're a good man that we should all have neighbours like you Nick oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand Ryan and then Lauren then it could be you dear listener this is Talk Radio Dead of Night Discourse for Disco Queens I'm related to Jedward and Dolly Parton Dairy Farmers aye, aye. and Distant Fathers yeah whatever. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Doing lots of things that we don't know about, we can't control. On Talk Radio. Yes, great. 0344-499-1000. It's got serious in here. We are eating cough sweets, so prepare for that. All I've, that's going on. I've crunched my Oh, boy, didn't you? Let's go to Ryan. Good evening, Ryan. Good evening, Ian. Good evening, Carl. Hi, Ryan. What you got um, for us? Uh, a long-term listener, first-time caller. Well done, Yay. sir. Well done. Well done. Yeah, a bit nervous. Beautiful. Well. <laughs> Just on the subject of, of you've mentioned Cox Suites there, I'd like to tell you a story of a hotel visit that I've had recently, which oh. is a little bit surreal. Oh, yeah. Uh, my wife, it was her birthday, so I thought I'd treat her to a little stay. We've got two young kids, so, you know, a couple of days away would be just a ticket. Yeah. So we looked in the Lake District. Which I see you've got the music on. Oh, I've got the music on already. You know the act. You know the act. <laughs> Surely the Halloween music puts you at ease. Oh, wait, hang on a minute. Maybe this music's better. Here we go. Here we go. Let's try this one. Let's see. Here we go. We've got tubular bells. That... It's not a scary story, though. It's, oh. it's quite a sexy story. Oh, sexy oh. music. Okay, here we go. Here's the sexy music. Get in there, brother. Let's hear it. <laughs> Right, so I, I really researched this trip to the Lake District, because that's where we like to go, that's our it, little getaway. Yeah. And I thought it booked the perfect hotel. No. So we, we arrived at the hotel, we were a little bit earlier than, than what we were scheduled to Eager, that's why, yeah. eager. Yeah, eager. Eager to get, get in there, We dropped the kids and we got, we got away. You've got to maximise the time, Of course you Absolutely, have. you're not playing games here, are we? Well... Oh. Some people wanted to play games, but we'll get to that. Oh! <laughs> so we get to the hotel a little bit earlier, so the lady says, the room's not quite ready yet. However, there's three couples in the pool. So I thought, that's a bit of a strange thing to say. Just show me where the bar is. I just wanted to get a little drink. Oh. So on the way to the bar, we had to walk past the pool, and there was three couples in there. Yeah. The most striking couple of all was one. The lady looked a little bit like Gail Platt. Oh, yeah. And she was with a, a, a lad who was like one of these Love Island characters. He was a, a good-looking lad. Yeah. Gail Platt's a good-looking woman. <laughs> Gail Platt can be a good-looking woman if you've... If she had a chin. Oh, come on. Come on. on. Let's not chin-shame people. <laughs> so we thought it was a bit strange, but we got a drink. We didn't think no more of it. We eventually went into the room, got ourselves changed, and we called a taxi to take us into Windermere. Um, taxi came and the fella was looking at us a little bit suspiciously. <laughs> so he, the first question he said to us was, do you often come to places like this? <laughs> so I thought to myself, 
what's he, what's he trying to get out of here? You know, at this point, there was no suspicion other than Gail Platt with the, with the yeah. punky fella in the pool. Yeah. So we thought no more to it. Then we, we go for our tea to the restaurants and, and natural conversation ensues. The chef comes out and we were the only people in there, so they were just striking up a conversation with us. They asked where we were staying. You got suspicious when the only thing on the menu was toad in the hole. <laughs> or kebabs. Well. <laughs> so we asked where we were staying and we told them and, yeah. and he shouted the rest of the chefs out and they were laughing at us. Oh, no! Oh, Ryan! And he, he said the immortal words, though. Are you swingers? <laughs> That's tonight's swingers. podcast title. Are you swingers? <laughs> so, I mean, at that point, I wasn't a swinger. And, and I must stress, at this point also... Okay, I'm good. I, I thought, and and yeah. that was my entree into the wonderful world of wife swapping. <laughs> <laughs> but my wife then started getting suspicious, thinking, is this my birthday treat? <laughs> That's where she was going with it. So we had a good night out, and I fielded the questions, and I battered them off, and, and she you did what? she accepted the fact that it was completely an accident if we did indeed move into a swingers hotel. Of course it was, mate. But it was the next day when we when we arisen for breakfast, and when I say arisen, I mean, you know what I mean. I mean arisen okay. out of my bed. On the All right, all right, Ryan. Um, he's he's packed full of sexual innuendo. This guy. I'm not buying a word of this. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> so we goes down for breakfast, and Gail Platt, who was with the, the, the good-looking fella the previous morning, was now with an older fella. Oh. The good-looking fella was with a good-looking girl, yep. similar age. Yeah. Uh, so we, we we thought, well, that is a bit strange. And then the next night, we had a, a night just in our hotel room. We were watching DVDs. Of course you were. I think that, yeah, no, genuinely. And we got a card through the bottom of the door. <gasps> Party in room three. Oh Midnight. Midnight. Oh, well, that's very late for a party. Normally eight o'clock is sexiest of all times. Midnight. Especially when we just got rid of the kids. You know yourself, when you get rid of the kids, you're in bed half night. Oh, totally, yeah. You've, you've got the ideas of having a big night out. Yeah. So then the next day, I, I said to the lady when we were checking out, I said, listen, do you favour, is this a swingers gas? And she said, well, to be honest with you, yeah. We did suspect that you weren't swingers. However, yes, we do. We can't market it as a swingers hotel. However, it's well known in the area that this Hang is... Hang on a minute. Home. You can't run a swingers hotel, but then not tell people it's a swingers hotel. <laughs> because then <laughs> vanillas like you, Ryan, are going to rock up. How do you think you recruit new swingers? Well, well, apparently the room, the, the room that we booked, because it was a, a birthday, I and the suite that we had booked, apparently, is the suite that the people booked, who are the so-called King Swingers, oh, King of the Swingers. God, I hope oh, they change the sheets. Well, they wouldn't have worried about our sheets, because we were both a kit by 10 o'clock. Oh, oh that remote control. I hope you didn't touch any handles or anything. Yeah, God, that'd have been up You want Dettol wipes on everything. So, lo and behold, she thought that I was trying to engineer some sort of inter-relationship. So, you know, so basically, what, what Ryan is doing, right... How long ago was this, Ryan? Four weeks ago. Right, four weeks ago. So four weeks ago, he tried to persuade his wife to go swinging. 
When she realized, when he realized she wasn't up for it, he backtracked. Oh, it's an accident. It's an accident. She still doesn't believe him a month later. So he's phoning us up to tr- to say, look, I've been on the radio telling them about it. Classic, classic failed swinger behavior. I'm sorry, Ryan. He was a boss, but I, you've now blown the game. I, well, you didn't get your game blown. It would sound. <laughs> I, Ryan, I am not buying this for a second. You're a very dirty boy. Your wife is an absolute gem, and she deserves better than you. You yeah, deserve Gail Platt. <laughs> hey, listen, Ryan, thank you very much, man. That's brilliant. Yeah, thank you, buddy. Fun. Cheers. Ta-ta. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, three, four, four. What a nice call. Oh, three, four, four. Four nine nine one thousand. I wonder where that hotel was. I was, I wanted, well, it's the Lake District. I wanted to ask the name, but I, maybe he can email me. <laughs> good evening, Dean. Oh, hi, Ian. How's it going? You oh, right? good, mate. What's your story about swinging? Yeah, um, oh, yeah, I haven't got any of that. Oh. I'm sorry. No, That's not, all right, mate. No worries. Go on. Yeah, I'm just saying, I'm a long-term listener, first-time caller. Oh, here we <laughs> go! This is it, buddy. Thank you. Good to have you on board, Dean. This is a big step for me for tonight. Oh. Um, yeah, I, li- I listen to you on LBC. Wow. And other stations, and on Free Counties Radio. Wowzers. And Catherine Boyle. So this this guy's a stalker. Oh, all right. Thank yeah, you, man. No, I pre- we, appre- we appreciate the support. Thank you. No, that's cool. I was going to say, I've got to try and watch the, ho- is it the hotels on three o'clock on Saturday. Hotel Inspector. The Hotel Inspector? Yeah, do, do, they re- do they repeat it on three o'clock? Well, no, it's on Saturday, isn't it? Next, next episode, Saturday. Oh, well, we just watched one tonight. Is that a repeat, then? Oh, no, I don't think so. I think a new one. Oh, is it the one? Is it? Uh, no, it can't be. I'm, I'm going to miss that Because one. the one she does tonight, she swears in. And they won't uh, have swears uh, on at three no. o'clock. And they might, maybe they bleep the swears out. No, the next one's on three o'clock. Oh, well, it's good. It's I've got a soft spot for Alex Polizzi. Have you? Yeah. Nah. No? See, I've got, I've, got, I've got, like, a soft spot. What's the other one who does all the shops? And that. Oh, Mary Porters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think you're barking I mean, up the wrong tree there, mate. But, but it's, so, it's a know, tree. But, no, but it's like it's like a bit weird, though, isn't it? You know, uh, uh, one of them. Is it bit, well, I don't know. If is it a bit rude, one of them? Why the hell not? Um, I uh, think I think Dean is is. I've, I've just been reliably informed that the next England match is three o'clock on a Saturday, and I think that that's what. Oh. The, I think Dean is cleverer oh, than us. No. Ah! Oh, mm, mm. Mm. no! It's um, no, I'm, I can't. I'm gonna try and miss. I can't try and watch that because I'm at a charity thing and I'm just got to try and. I'm super volunteered to do a charity thing and then I realise England are playing, aren't they? So, Who cares? You don't care about it though, really, do you? The the, the England playing? Mm. Mm? Yeah, I, I'm not a football fan, but no. I watch World Cup. Oh, I, I, I found myself because we were watching. We were watching the hotel inspector, but we could see the the football screens. We couldn't in the help other but room. hear it flipping. We'd out. hear it, mm. and I and I did kind of out the corner of my eye. I was looking at the penalties, and I found my my stomach getting very oh, tense. It was horrible. It was horrible. Well, but well, do you mean it's horrible? You won. No, no, but you're sitting there watching it, and it's just hard, isn't it? I don't know. Is it that good? Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> um, no, it's just really hard. Just watching it. Wow. It's just. It takes him back to being in the World Cup 1990. What happened in that one? Did we win it? Yeah, we won that one. We won it! Yeah, yeah we won the World Cup 1990! I did not realise that. was that. Italy, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, thank you, Dean. You've, ed- you've educated <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah. Dean, why does it say on my screen that you're very nervous? You're the most cocksure no, young man I've ever spoken no, to. I'm, I'm not, I'm not. I, 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 was, I was suffering from PTSD and that. I've been on a downward spiral, like... Oh. Um, for, because I used to be in the army and, and it 
it's just all come from that. Well, let's hope that this phone call years. is your rock bottom, and you see yeah, this as the the turning point in your life. You'll look back and go, yeah. "Can't believe I phoned those idiots up. I, I, I can't do I any worse than that. It's time to turn my life around." Yeah. That's How's it. it going now, though, man? You heading in the right direction? Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Like, a couple of years ago, I was not so good, and then all of a sudden, I'm sort of getting back. And, and what I'm doing is I'm I'm doing a bit of charity work and that, and I find helps that it. helps me a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Good. You know. Hey, nice one, man. Listen, I've got to go to the news, but give us a call any time. Oh. You'd be very welcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're a good right, sport. Cheers, team. Best of luck. Cheers, fella. Um, nice people we've had. Uh, Lauren and Jerry, stay there. 0344 499 We managed to scrape away an hour of radio there. I don't think we talked about anything. This is The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle. Weeknights from 10 on Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. The wild man of late night radio, Ian Lee. A differently interesting nocturnal emissions from a legend of late night radio. On air and off the leash. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. So David Byrne. Of Talking Heads. I love David Byrne. I like Talking Heads. I've seen David Byrne live. Is it twice? I think I saw him twice. Once at the Kent- the Forum in Kentish Town. And once uh, in Brighton somewhere. And he's great. He's he's launched um he's launched a website called Reasons to Be Cheerful. Um and it's billed as a good news website. Let's um Let's find um, let's find a news story about it. Let's find it. Musician, artist, and um, David Byrne launches the Reason to Be Cheerful website, compendium of news meant to remind us that the world isn't actually falling apart. It's been out for a while, but I only just saw it today. Um, and basically, um, it, 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 he's fed up, kind of like we are here, or I am here. I can't speak for for anyone one else. Um, with just the bad news sells, man. Bad news sells, and and radio and and uh, television news and printed news is all about creating fear and creating division and hatred, and um, us versus them. Now that uh, that them may be colour, religion, accent, uh, food, size, profession, but it's always about us versus them. And the, and the, the you know the multi-millionaires, the multi-billionaires that run all these newspapers want you to think that they're one of us, they're one of us and we're all against them right thank you catherine so david byrne has, has kind of come to this same talking about the david byrne website uh-huh. reasons to be cheerful he's kind of come to the same conclusion and um he said uh he said it seems like the world is going to hell let me let me do a david byrne impression uh, i've met david byrne i've been in david byrne's hotel room yeah get out of my hotel room you it seems like the world is going to hell. That's not bad. Hang on, let me find. Let me find. Let's see if I can find David Byrne talking, and then we'll uh, then, then then we'll see. Let's, we'll calibrate. Uh, it seems like the world is going to hell. I wake up in the morning, look at the paper, and go, "Oh no!" Here we go. So this is him talking. They started when you don't have an easy. It's not bad. No. Like this, you tend to think of, well, if I need to run an errand, if I need to see a friend. I have a whatever a five block radius. I have a, I have a whatever a five block radius. Oh no! I mean, it seems like the world is going to hell. I wake up in the morning. Now I've gone a bit black. 
Look at I won't do the voice. Look at the paper and go, oh no, he writes, often I'm depressed for half of the day. Again, this ties in with this Matt Haig thing. By the way, that Matt Haig book, um uh, uh notes on a what was it? Nervous Planet. Nervous Planet. Gave it gave my copy away today, gave it to my therapist today. I finished it. Sat in the park, finished it, saw my therapist, and we were talking about Twitter and stuff. I said, Oh, yeah, I have this book. Have a look at this. See see what you think of that. Um so he's, I'm, I'm depressed for half the day. He writes that on the, on the front page of his new project, Reasons to be Cheerful, which began as a quasi-therapeutic collection of pieces of good news that reminded me, hey, there's actually some positive stuff going on. And it's grown into an online observatory of worldwide improvement. That's, that's kind of a, a weighty tone. If, if Reasons to be cheerful dot world is the place to go to. Um, and it's all kinds. Of, and I've not looked at it in much detail, but let's look at some of these headlines um designing for a healing environment uh oh he says he goes on to say that a lot of the the the, the more positive stories are are, are local that whereas local news will try and focus on the positive whereas national and international news will focus on the negative generally i think that's really interesting um uh anyway i've not read it so i don't know if the site's any good reasons to be cheerful dot world have a look and let me know but I just thought it was an interesting kind of thing. Apparently, it's been going for a couple of months, maybe since January. And I thought it was just an interesting thing because there's always the thing, oh, good newspapers don't sell. Well, they they probably don't, but then no newspaper sells anymore. And you're right. If we put on the front page, I mean, Jesus. The news this weekend. This is what I mean. So the bloke from Outnumbered is now going out with the woman from Outnumbered. That was that was front page news. Hello. People losing their stuff over that it. That was front page news. And it was all very titillating. And oh, 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 and she's left her husband. Oh, 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 oh. And it's still in the I was in the paper on Sunday. That's still in the papers today. The bloke from Outnumbered is going out with the woman from Outnumbered? That is... That, and if you if you kind of read into it, as I did actually, the, the bloke, Hugh Dennis, goes, we're blissfully happy. That's his sentence. We're blissfully happy. So actually, it's 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 a nice story. OK, I, I believe she may have left her husband. I don't know what for. But the fact that I even know that I'm, and I'm probably misquoting it. What's that got to do with me? What is it? And, and then the papers are running it as a titillation. Oh, uh, Celebrity X is um, is going out with Celebrity Y and Celebrity Y's husband might be. A... So so what? So so what? What has that got to do with anything? So things like this and things like this show, if you've noticed, we're really trying to take a more positive slant on things. Things like this show, just chipping away. We're not going to win. This website, Reasons to be Cheerful, is not going to get, you know, the the biggest number of hits compared to, say, the Mail Online. And this show is never going to get as many listeners as um, Nigel Farage or Julia Hartley Brewer. It's just not. It's just not because we're trying to do something a little bit positive and a little bit different. And it means that our job is slightly more precarious than some of the, you know, I could come on and do three hours of bloody muslims coming over here with their sharia law how do we stop this sharia law or, or you know th- th- in the last 36 hours two 14 year old boys have been stabbed in london what do we i mean that's a fact that that's happened but me doing that what does that do apart from scare people what me me saying two 14 year old boys have been killed in london in the last 30 or stabbed sorry stabbed in the last 36 hours what do we do about it what what do we do about the knife crime in a what does that do? All that does is scare you. And then you get a load of phone calls from people who live nowhere near, don't know what the situation is in those particular neighbourhoods, have no idea of what it is like to be a 14-year-old oh. boy in those neighbourhoods, but can say, oh, well, of course, what they need is dot, well, dot, dot. I tell you, an old guy in his 80s phoned up BBC London 
Bring back... Now, which one is it? I always get corporal and capital punishment confused. Which is the one where it's, it's walloping with a cane? Corporal punishment. Bring back capital punishment. No. Bring back corporal punishment and give these boys the cane. And yeah. then this guy went Well, they need on. more violence. Well, right. And this guy... This is, I'm going to tell a story that I heard on another radio show. Credit where it's due. I heard it on Dot and Adebayo show on BBC London, right? Because this story is nuts, okay? But this just shows that this guy could not see what he was doing was was insane. You're gonna you're about to hear an insane story okay, from another radio show. I don't know what the etiquette here is, but I've credited the guy. So this guy in his 80s, he said, what they need, and this was on the back of second book, 14-year-old boy has been stabbed in London. What do we do? Uh, which is actually something Dotton does quite well. Yeah, I was going to say, Dotton actually Dotton knows what it's like well. to live in those communities. Yeah, he does. And and, and he is... He's, he, there, but usually the people he's speaking to don't. There's there's a guy on another radio station who was talking about the knife crime epidemic. I'm thinking, don't use the word epidemic. Don't. But Dotton, Dotton lived, you know, in a rough area of Tottenham for a long time. He may still even live in Tottenham. Still, I don't know. I think he's still got a place um, And, and he, he, he's, he was one of these kids, you know, so he knows. But so this guy is in his 80s. He said, we should bring back corporal punishment and we should cane them. Were you ever caned at school? I was only ever caned once. I got eight uh, strokes of the cane. What did you do to What did you do to get the cane? Well, it was Easter. We were in assembly. I was eight years old, and the um, the the bishop of the school stood in front of everybody and pointed to me and said, "You Jew." You killed our Lord and Saviour, headmaster's office, now. And I was taken to the headmaster's office, and I was um, bent over the desk, and the headmaster held my hands, and my shorts were dropped, and the bishop gave me uh, eight strikes of the cane for being a Jew. And I think children these days should have the cane. What the bring? What? What? First of all, I believe the story. I believe the story, you know. Uh, but it's horrific. That's that's abuse. You know, beating up a kid. Adults beating up a kid because he's a Jew. Well, beating up a kid, <laughs> full stop. Yeah, but because he's a Jew? Because he killed Jesus? Adults? What the Not heck? Not just an adult. A man of God. It's incredible. Quote, quote. So that's the cut. So that, you know, I was saying, well, what do we do to start? There's no so we're trying to do... Um, a, a, you know, kind of a more positive, loving thing. This may put our jobs in jeopardy. I'll say that now. It may, but it's what I want to try and do. Very quickly, and we've got Jerry and Lauren. I know, Jerry, I don't want to keep you waiting, but fascinated by this um, story about the boys in the cave. Remember that the Thai boys, um, was it? it was 12 boys and their football coach between the ages between 10 and uh, 10 and 12, is it? Or 9 and 12, something like that. And um, they've been missing for nine days. They went potholing in these these caves and they the, the, there was a flood and waters rose and everyone thought well, maybe they're dead but some cavers went well actually there are a few ledges they could go and they could be safe let's go in and look and after nine days they found them and we, we played the clip of it yesterday right 24 hours later the kids are still there they could be there for some time and i think in kath we're kind of talking about well how difficult is it to get them out i'm about to tell you how difficult oh, it is because i'm about to give you the four options they've got none of them are great right this is this is one of the reasons yeah. why you'll never get me further underground than, like, the, a uh, basement. Me, me, me and my friend Scoynes went caving once, and we tried to get Kath to come with us. Can't. Went, uh, uh, uh. And we went, and... Oh, it was flipping terrifying, mate. It was horrific. It. it was horrific. And there was one bit quite early on where, where we were standing up, and you, you're sort of walking around this S shape in the cave, and it got... It was very narrow in the middle and wide at the top, so your feet and your head had plenty of room, but it was narrow on the stomach. And there's a bit where I just got a bit stuck. I, I let Scoynes go ahead of me because he's a little bit wider than me. Also, he was packing quite a lot of um, sausage, sausage rolls. rolls. Yeah, sausage rolls in his suit. 
Um, and there was a bit when I got a bit stuck and I could feel the panic rising. Literally, it was like it was rising within me. And this guy was, the guy we were with, we went with this, this, this guide. And he was um, a rescuer. He was, it was his job in the local community. Um, if, if people got trapped or didn't turn up, didn't come back. People, the thing is, you go and rent the gear in the morning. You say, we're going to such and such holes. We'll be back by six. Because obviously you can't take your phone down there. And if people don't come back by six, this guy you. gets the phone right. call and he goes off and finds you. And he was telling me how he'd rescued people with broken legs no. and how they'd stretched people mm-hmm. and all of this. So I got stuck and the panic's rising. And I just, I just had to, I had to say to the others, can you shut up for a minute, please? And I just had to meditate, just meditate and bring myself back down. Get my breathing back into control. I went, I'm, I'm fine. I'm with you again. And there are lots of bits when you're crawling along. I abseiled. I abseiled for the first time underground. I'm underground abseiling. Of course, it's completely pitch black apart from the lights on your heads. And then there's one bit where you're crawling. And the guy said, right, you got, you got the hang of this now. I'll meet you about a quarter of a mile ahead probably not even that far i'll meet i'll meet you ahead so he went off so it's me and scoins me there and scoins behind me and it's narrow man and i'm crawling you're crawling through 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 water and you're crawling you've got your bag you've got to pick your bag up you've got to throw it ahead of you then you've got to crawl and you're soaking wet and you're so tired and you get to your bag and you've got to pick it up and you've got to throw the bag again because you can't you can't carry it with you and i can hear scoins in the back was stuck he's going i'm stuck i'm stuck okay bloody hell i'm i'm really and you can hear the panic the panic and this guy came out of nowhere and he went he climbed over me and went back and just talked you had to just talk us talk him off the ledge a bit and get him to breathe and say if you just shift put if you just put that arm up and shift that body around a bit you'll be fine anyway it was stunning it was beautiful it was horrific we were there for about three hours and when we were coming back he said right we can either go back we, the way we came or we can go through a bit that's a little bit harder and it's known locally as the intestines oh god no and you know in those situations right i don't know i say particularly if it's two men in those situations when it's two friends no one wants to be the one that goes let's do the we'll, we'll do that we'll do the harder one i'm fine with that and i thought do you know what I've got no problems with this. I went, you know, I think I've had enough. Certainly don't want to try anywhere harder. Can we go back exactly the way we came back? And can we get out quite quickly, please? It was horrific. Good for you. It was horrific. Makes me feel sick just thinking about it. Oh. But so these kids are stuck in it. it this story's going to end happily. I'm sure of it. I am sure of it. Because there are a lot of really top-notch, clever people working at this, right? But um, let me read this. This is from the Guardian website. I'm going to give you the four options they've got. The dramatic discovery of 12 boys and their football coach who had gone missing inside a cave in Thailand has captivated the world. Attention has now turned to the crucial task facing the Thai Navy and the teams of international rescuers, getting the group to safety. Actually, um, no. There are essentially four options for trying to rescue the boys, all of which are fraught with danger. Okay, here we go. So, number one, because it's flooded. Wait for the water to go down. Waiting for water to recede is risky because Thailand is at the start of its monsoon season. Rescuers have pumped some water out of the cave systems, but more rains are expected soon. And it could be months before waters are back down near the levels they were at when the group went in. I hadn't read this. Thai Navy SEALs were reportedly taking in four months worth of food supplies for the boys. So they're considering that as an option. So one option, option one, you wait four months. And they're in complete blackness. They've got torches, but there's no sunlight. There's there's not four months. Okay. Number two, this is your theory, your idea. Creating new passage. Drilling down to reach the cave does not appear to be practical. 
Rescuers are probing near the caves for other possible entrances, but have not found any that lead near the group's refuge. Even if they do get close, the British Cave Rescue Council said the boys are located in a relatively small space and that would make any potential drilling attempt as a means of rescue very difficult. Oh, that's, God. That's out the that's poor kids. We've got two more left. They get worse. Teach the boys to dive so they can be guided out. So basically the waters have risen and risen. And as the waters have risen, from how I've read this story, they were they they kind of went down before the waters were there they went down under a u and kind of came up the other side then that bottom of that u flooded so they've gone up to one level which is where they thought the rescuers thought they might be but the waters kept coming up so they've gone up to another level so they've got a deep u that they would have to go on so teach the boys to dive so they can be guided out this seems extremely unlikely as cave diving is difficult even for people with experience and reportedly None of the boys can swim, much less use diving equipment. This is like a film from the 70s. This is the Poseidon adventure or the Towering Inferno, but real. It's going to make a great movie. They would have, they would have to learn to both swim and dive metres underground. You saw me in, in Australia. I can't do it. Then navigate through a passage that has proved challenging even for their extremely experienced rescuers through often through water often thick with silt, with near zero visibility, managing strong currents and passages not much wider than their bodies. That's number three. So here's number four. And you can see why the, the, the Thai Navy are taking in four months' worth of I think foods. I'd hang on. Number four. Pass the boys out via a human chain of rescuers. Flipping it. The only other option is to fit the boys with full face masks, providing them with breathing breathing equipment and a thick wetsuit to prevent hypothermia, then effectively passing them out along a human chain of rescuers. However, this would also be complicated. Parts of the cave system are reportedly so narrow that Thai SEAL teams and the volunteer rescue divers had to remove their own breathing apparatus to get through. So it's not clear how the soccer team would be handed through those sections. It would also be extremely slow with the group brought out one by one using a kind of relay system to minimise risks. If they left as a group and one person got stuck in a difficult section, it could put others at risk. Which one do you do? I'd hang on. Four months. (laughs) How bad can it be? Take a Matelli. You can't. Some jumpers. Honestly, it's the safest way. For, well, what, what if the water rises more? Mm. That's the thing. If the water rises, they get pushed further and further up and further back. There's no guarantee that that water isn't going to rise more. God. What a situation. This is why we've got risk assessments. People complain about having to fill in forms oh. to take kids out on, on yep, trips yep, and things. Yep, yep. Thank goodness we do. It is absolutely incredible. I'm confident those kids are going to come out safe. And boy, oh boy, they're going to have bragging rights in the playground. Aren't they? Aren't they? Um, what a horrific situation. Oh, they're babies. But I think I think 10, is it 9 and 12, 10 and 12, something like that. It's certainly no older than 12. And um, dear God, dear God, what a, what a story. Um, I wish them and their families and the rescues the very best luck. But also imagine being there's going to be one person, one man or one woman at the top of that line of command who's got to make the decision, who's got to say, we're leaving them there. Or 
we're going to do a human chain and yeah it's risky and they might die but that's someone's got to make that call dear god honestly it's going to be an incredible story it's going to go on for ages and i hope you you, you will indulge me i'm going to do it every night there's a there's a new revelation because i'm fascinated by it oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand the late night alternative on talk radio tales of mystery and imagination on the radio show that does things differently the late night alternative with ian lee i'm a nut job but not that kind of nut job on talk radio honest to god it's the new breaking bad oh no oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand good evening jerry i can't seem to face up to the fact I'm tense and nervous and I can't relax. I can't sleep because my bed's all high. Don't touch me, I'm a real live boy. Psycho killer, just going say, pop, pop, pop. How are you doing? I'm all the better for hearing Psycho Killer, of course. Yes, I'm good. Uh, you know, in Chester, there's my lord in Chester. You uh, can kill Welshman. Say that again. You can kill Welshman in Chester. It's true, she buys a lord, so he can kill the crossbow after midnight. All right, right. I've got is Joe Larson in Chester has a crossbow at midnight. No, you can kill a Welshman in Chester after midnight with a crossbow. Um, That's one of those old laws they've never repealed, but I think you'd still get done for it. I think you would get done for it, Jerry. But you can can try it for us. Them kids are going to... Them kids. I'll rescue them. You know, if you say somewhere tight and you can't get through, can't you have someone at the other end with goggles and pass them... I think they need a little bit more than goggles. Listen to listen, Andy Linton, right? Andy Linton. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Shut up, Joe. Andy Linton says, if the passageways are that narrow, how did they get in there? Well, they're kids, and they crawl... If you've never been potholing, you, you crawl through narrow passages. And there it's wasn't easier, water there yeah, before. Yeah, it's easier to crawl through a narrow passage, A, when you're a kid, and B, when there's no water. You, shut, shut up. Shut up. Um... Uh, you don't need to be a good swimmer to scuba dive. Put the scuba kit on them one at a time. Two divers bring each one out. Andy, are you nuts? Right? It's freezing cold water. It's pitch black. Right? It's pitch black. They've got to go out down deep through really... Na- it's not just... Sc- they're, they're not snorkelling. They're not going down and getting, you know, getting the, the goggles that they dropped. They've got all the brick that the teacher cho- dropped down there, you absolute pudding! Glad we sorted but anyway, out. we'll forward your suggestions <laughs> to the team because maybe they've not thought of that. You're right, maybe the Thai seals haven't <laughs> thought of that, Andy. Well done. Yes, Jerry. Right. What I got was power them with Minecraft. It. I'm sorry. I, no, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to understand you. I'm just, I'm just hoping that what I'm hearing is, is, is close to correct, but it would appear that it's not. It's very odd. No, the man with the white nice teeth, he's risk. He was on TV all the time, and the, the miners got rescued. We stood down and pinned he pulled them out one by one. Mm. He had nice teeth. Who's he? I don't know what you're The miners that got pulled out one by one. Oh, yeah, he yeah. had nice teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did they ever make a movie of They did, didn't they, with Antonio Banderas? I don't know. Did they make they? a movie? Yeah, they made a movie with Antonio oh, Banderas. Tony we should Blake. watch that. All right, we look. Have you seen, by the way, have you seen Antonio Banderas as Picasso? Yes. The, the picture's incredible, isn't it? You know, they're both from uh, from the same place, Malaga. Yeah, d- both dirty, dirty boys. I don't think Banderas has been proven to be a dirty boy. Not proven. Um, but, but, um, but yeah, there's a, there's a film about the, the Chilean miners with him, isn't there? I'm sure there is. Yeah, hang on. What's Ant- it called? Antonio Banderas, Chilean miners movie. It's called 33. The 33. Yeah, the 33. 33. Yeah. I remember Antonio plays very nice teeth. 
He's got nice one. Who, I bet Antonio Banderas plays the nice teeth guy. He's got beautiful teeth. Um, Jerry, thank you very much. Right, thank Ta- you, Joe. Ta-ta. Um, good evening, Lauren. Hello. Hello, Lauren. Sorry to keep you waiting so long. It's it's one of those nights where we go from no calls to loads of calls. Oh, I'm not one of the people that minds. No, oh, there you go. Beautiful. Thank you. What have you got for us this evening, please, Lauren? Well, I was just thinking, because at the start of the show, but that's a while ago. Oh, that's a while ago. <laughs> we can go back there. What, what did you want to say? Let's go back in time. Uh, um, then, uh, no, go back in time. Well, I was ringing in cause, partly because today's my birthday. For a little Happy bit birthday to ya! Happy birthday to ya! Happy birthday! It's also Sam's birthday. And Happy birthday, Sam! It is also someone else's. Tom Cruise's. Tom Cruise's birthday, that was it. I knew it. I knew it was someone else's. Oh, well, finally I share a birthday with someone decent rather than Tom Cruise. Okay, okay. <laughs> Harley, I wanted you to sing. Yes, well, I've sung, I've done it, I've been there, done that, <laughs> sung that. And I was saying because I've made a lot of new friends through the show. Oh, so ring and why do you ring them instead of us? I'm joking. Oh, that's uh, well, that's that's wonderful news. I wouldn't trust any of them. They're probably all perverts and thieves. I trust Katie. The rest of them are on probation. Okay, well, that's only because she's not been caught yet. But you know that it's only a matter of time. Oh God, you're right. It will happen. It will happen. Uh, so what did you? So what did you do for your birthday? Um, not a lot. Oh. <laughs> Little boy was at school, so I went out for dinner, and that was about it. There you go. Birthdays suck. Here's the thing: idiots who take um their birthday off of work when they're not when they're over the age of fourteen. Yeah, idiots and idiots that bring in donuts because hey guys, I just brought some donuts in. It's my birthday. He brought cake. In. Well, he's an idiot then. You're an idiot, Sam. No one cares. No one cares. I was hey, scheduled to be off today, so it was a happy coincidence. Hey, can I um, can I tell you something that happened in the office that I'm not yeah. really supposed to know happened in the office? Uh-oh. No names, no pack drill. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm going I'm to tell it delicately. All right. So someone, right, so someone... So talk radio is next to talk sport, and talk radio is basically a very small office with... 10 chairs, 10 computers in, right? Fif- maybe maybe 15 computers. It's very small. And Talk Sport is right next door to it. There's not even a door separating the two. And it's got to be 10 times the size of the Talk Radio office. Mm-hmm. 10 times the size, right? So someone who works in Talk Radio was sat in the Talk Radio bit, right? And someone who works in Talk Radio and Talk Sport was in the Talk Sport bit on the other side, right? Being really, really rude... About the person who works in talk radio, who was sat in talk radio, right? And I'm sat mentioning no names and giving nothing away. You know the story, Sam. So, but so um, so person person B who works for both sport and radio was on the other side of the talk sport, being rude about person A who just works for talk radio. Okay, but being but being so loud, so loud, the person A could hear every single. Word of it. Now, I'm telling this story because I'm pretty sure person B won't be listening to this show. And I suspect person A won't be listening to this show, but I wouldn't be I, I wouldn't be bothered if either were because I, I want to mention this to person B. I, I want I want that conversation to happen because I just want to go, what the hell were you thinking? So person B is on the other side of the office being rude about person A quite loudly. OK, not not deliberately loudly, n- not so that person A would hear, but being you know, has a very loud voice. I don't think they were aware that person A was there. OK, thank you. 
Person B then comes back through TalkSport and goes to, to Talk Radio and sits next to Person A. Right? You with me so far, Lauren? I am, yeah. Right. So then Person B, sitting at the computer, turns to Person A and says, I won't do the voice, says, how are you doing? Are you okay? Person A turns to Person B and says, um, no, I'm, I'm not doing okay because I just heard everything you said about me person b gulps this is i've I've heard all of this third hand okay so this is tittle tattle person b gulps and person a very bravely i think because you know had every right to get up and walk out or or swear or be person a said do you think we can talk about this and person b went not right now i'm really busy Person A gets up, maybe to go to the toilet, maybe to go, I don't know where. They go off, maybe to have a little cry. We don't know. Person A goes off. Person B gathers all of their stuff up and leaves the office. <laughs> now, right? Now, I, why am I telling you this story? I don't know, because it's 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 an interesting look into human psychology. Been, we've all been at some time or other, person A. Or, or person, person B. B. Or yeah. both A and B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and I've, I've done that thing I, where I have been rude about someone... And they've been round the corner, or I've had a microphone on and they've heard it in the gallery. I've done that. Or you suspect they've heard it. This is the worst mm. one when they don't say anything at all yep. and you think, oh man, they definitely heard that. So and and and, and here's the thing, we all say bad things, uh-huh. rude things about people we work with. I mean, I'm me and Sam are constantly being rude about you, Catherine. To my face, yeah. Exactly. So we've all done it, right? We've all done it. No one can tell me they've not been rude about a colleague, right? But for me, the, the most powerful part of that story is person A, who's a young person, right? Who's very, very young. And, and person B is not, you know. It's person A is the, the experience and... and um, uh, um, um, maturity? That's exactly the word. Experience and maturity should be on person B's side. But person A blew my mind when, when I was told they said... Can we talk about this? Because that is a brave thing to do. Having sat there and heard it, to say, can we talk about this? That's a bold thing. And I think that that shows wisdom, maturity, strength of character beyond their years. I don't know if I could do that. I don't know if I could. It's one of those situations where you don't know what you'll do to no, in it because no. you see the red mist. Anyway, I'm putting it out there just because I, I thought it's a real interesting... And I'm not in any way critical of either of them because... We've all done it. I just think, you know, keep do it quieter is, is the thing. But we've we've all been rude about people, and some of us have been unlucky enough to be overheard. Some of us have been unlucky enough or lucky enough to overhear. And I just wondered if if you, dear listener, had ever been in A or B situation, how you reacted, how you would react. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I got one for yeah, you. Go on. My sister overheard someone talking about me on the bus home from school once. Oh, one yeah. of my friends. Uh-oh. Talking about this new guy I was going out with. I hadn't had a boyfriend before. Yeah. I, we ended up going out for five and a half years. So Whoa. it worked pretty well. Right? Yes. At this point, I think we'd been together for about six months or so. And this girl was mouthing off at the back of the bus, talking about how I don't understand what he sees in her. He's like decent and she's a geek. And, um, you know, and, you know, let's look at them looks wise. She's doing, you know, she's doing really well because, you know, no one fancies her and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, it was my sister said it was all the way home. Now, growing up, me and my sister weren't very close really at all. But she came home really upset and said, I've got to tell you what I heard. And she told me, this was a friend, like, this was 
a member of the group I was knocking about with. This wasn't just some girl who was in my class. This was someone that I I was quite friendly with. I was gutted. But I sat on it for about two weeks. And then at one point, we're all sitting in the common room, the sixth form common room, and she said something like, God, isn't it awful people so disloyal to their friends? And I went, boom, there's my cue. And I I said it to her in front of everyone. Yeah, I said, wouldn't it be terrible if someone was sitting on the back of the bus talking about me and saying how my boyfriend um, shouldn't go out with me anymore because I'm he's decent and I'm quote unquote a geek. She went beetroot red. She went beetroot red, very upset. Uh, all of a sudden, it was my fault. Yeah, of course it was. Of course yeah, it was. yeah, and yeah, she yeah. tried to sort of rally everyone to be in her side. And I, I I felt like that was a moment of glory. Yeah. She deserved it. She did deserve yeah, it. Yeah. But looking back, we were both stupid kids. She did deserve it, didn't she? Yeah, yeah, totally. Of course she did. But um, she's tried friending me and stuff on Facebook recently, and I'm just ignoring her. And, I've never well, forgiven well, it. Now you're slagging her off on the radio. I know. The back. I know. Um, she deserves it. Okay. Lauren. Social media is evil for that. Oh, yeah. Social media is evil. Get, get rid of it. Get rid of it, guys. I'm clean. I'm clean and serene. How are you doing that? I was going to ask, because I need to get off Twitter sometimes. Well, get off it. I mean, I've got Twitter open now, and it's not doing any... No one's really interacting on Twitter, which is great, because I'm not tweeting anything, so it's, it's, it's kind of pointless. But um, I just got Kath to block Twitter on my phone, so I can't do it on my phone. And I had two hours. I had a meeting at... Um, Three till four with my therapist. Then I had a meeting with my psychiatrist at six, both in the same street. And um, it was a beautiful day. So after the, the, the meeting finished at ten to four, went down to this square, sat in a square for two hours, reading a book about Paul McCartney. For two hours, I sat there reading. Got the occasional bleep on my phone that an email had come through, and you know about buying this flipping house. So I was looking at that every now and then, but I wasn't doing every third paragraph and looking at Twitter and seeing how Twitter was responding to some hilarious bon mot I'd put out there. But... Did the, I say bon, did I say bon mot did, properly? No, you didn't. It doesn't okay. matter. Let's Thank gloss you. over that. Thank you. The big thing ne- about Nessie. it is... <laughs> yeah. The big thing about it is that you don't, you're not using willpower at all. No. You just blocked it. Can't do it with willpower. Can't do it with willpower. So it's blocked, so it's gone. And Cass taken another couple of sites off for me, Digital Spy and Talk Forum, because I enjoyed going on there for the deliciousness and for getting wound up and watching the vitriol dished out to a man who's been an absolute arse of a human being to me and watching vitriol being dished out to me. And I've blocked those. And and I'm I'm thinking, I'm trying to, I I don't use my phone at the moment. I'll find ways around. I don't use it for anything else. I use it for emails, texts, WhatsApps and YouTube. You took Facebook off it, didn't you? Facebook has gone. Yeah. Um, YouTube. And that's it. I don't have. I've, I've never had a problem with YouTube. I'm, it, it might develop into a problem. The thing with addictions is you get one down, another one pops up. It's like whack a mole, and another hmm. one pops up. Um, so maybe Facebook will do. And also, I've noticed that I've tried to find go on a couple of sites, but because I've put like a an adult restriction on it, there's some sites that I can't access. I, I would assume I can't access. Well, I know I can't access porn because I tried it just to see. You can't access porn. Yeah, just to see. Just to see. No idea. Um, and there were a couple... I was trying to buy something online for my kids and it, from the, the, the Dandy and the Beano. It wouldn't let me go to the pay page on the DC Thompson website. So I had to phone them up. And that was fine. I spoke to a very lovely lady. We talked about the weather in Dundee. Um, so uh, you need someone to, to get it off your phone, Lauren. There's no one else apart from a 10-year-old and I ain't trusting him with my phone. In that case, um, you're screwed. Thank you very much indeed. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Let's go to David. Good evening, David. Hello. Hello, Hello, David. What have you got? 
Uh, I'm well. I'm 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 in that same boat because um, many years ago, about thirty years ago, I managed a band, and after a gig, uh, they uh, the band you know leader said, you know, what did you think? And I said, oh, you're really great. But I said your saxophone player was rubbish. He's tone deaf. He let you all down, and you should sack him. And uh, he said, "Okay, thanks for that." He said, "Oh, actually, it's my brother," uh, and he did sack him. Oh well, no well, fair play then. Well, fair play. <laughs> he got rid of him. For goodness' sake, well, I, I, I hate the saxophone, David. Can we can we ban the saxophone? Yeah, there's very few people that can play it well. The only person I know that can play it well is the sexy sax man. <laughs> have you seen him? Have you seen him? I'll oh, Google. No. Sam, you have my permission to. Google the sexy sax man and watch that for five minutes on YouTube. Um, watch him playing Careless Whisper. He That's really all is, he plays. He really is a master of the instrument. <laughs> what, so are you still a band manager, David? No, no, I'm too old now. I just dabble and, and do stuff for free for people and Neither. just muck about because I'm kind of old. Yeah, well, I, I can't wait for the day when I have nothing to do i can't wait i mean I, I, at the moment i have to do this a i love this job b i need the money yeah, there's no i'm not doing it as a charity um but the day david when i don't need the money and there's there's nothing to do i cannot wait my dad is now working two three days a week yeah the garden is looking amazing yeah he sits in it a lot mm-hmm. he's just he's kind of he lives at home now. Yeah, it's yeah. the weirdest thing. Oh, I can't wait. I've got so many books I need to read. Yeah. I've got um, silly things I want to record. I've got films. To... Oh, I've got plenty to do, David. How do you fill your time? Um, well, as I say, I still dabble. You dabble? And, and I, well, yeah, in the music industry. But yeah. you know, I'm getting old, so my hearing's not so good. Pardon? Um, but I, I can still spot a good, a very good pun. I can still Mother. spot a good song. Have you ever met Paul McCartney? Uh, can I say, unfortunately, yes. Oh, oh yes, David. you can, David. Tell me your Paul McCartney story. Oh, God, this is going to really go badly. No, it won't. Please, please, please. No, <laughs> OK, it was some years ago. Yes. And it was his um, uh, son or stepson, James McCartney. James is his actual a... son, yes. His oh, I beg your pardon. Yeah, okay, yeah, correct yeah. me. Please correct me. He was playing a gig in um, in South East England. I yeah. won't name the venue. Yeah. Um, and um, uh, to be honest, he was awful. I've, I've heard this. I've heard. I've heard that that his son's not that great. That, that, you know. No. And why would why would a guy um, with no hits get booked on so many American chat shows? You, you know, because of his dad. Yeah. yeah. Mm, this was this was probably ten years ago, eight, yeah. nine, ten years ago. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I was doing support with you know the bands that I was playing with, and then suddenly all these kind of people turned up, you know, like oh we're taking over, we're doing this, we're doing you know front of house. I'm like really? Oh yeah, yeah. And so I just backed away because you know that's what I would do. Um, then anyway, uh, at the end of the gig, who turns up? Paul McCartney. Uh-oh. And walks up onto stage and kisses James. Uh, he, he kissed him? Yeah. Okay, okay. Him. Oh, that's on, good. On, on the cheek. Yeah, yeah, that's well, good. nice. Yeah, no, that's no, good, because no, no, I know nice. they've had problems in the past, those two, so that's nice. No, 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 that was really nice. Yeah. But then afterwards, we were kind of made to line up and 
shake hands oh, and i'm like like meeting really? the queen <laughs> wow yeah it was a bit like that but 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 to be honest with you ian i kind of declined you blew out maca wowzers man yeah you got balls of steel well, uh, you know, I'm, I'm true to my word. You know, if I think something's rubbish, I'll tell you, I'm afraid. Uh, well, let's cut him off before he talks about this show. David, thank you very much <laughs> indeed. 03444991000, The Late Night Alternative with Ian Akath. Experience the unconventional. Evening, boss. The unpredictable. What's and the completely unorthodox. Exactly. With rule-free Ian Lee. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. I've got no internet for the last four days. On Talk Radio. Well, Sam enjoyed the sexy sax, man. It really is a treat. Go and watch it on YouTube. Uh, good evening, Dean. Oh, hello. Hello, Dean. Sorry about that. I was just watching Mixer. Oh, hello, Mixer. Let me take, um, you know, you're Let on Mixer. take you down, because I'm going to Strawberry Fields. Oh, oh I like that's one of my favourite songs. It's good, that, isn't it? I wrote that. Anyway, yes. You did? Did you? Yes. That's interesting. Uh, Thank I, you, I invented the, iP- the, I- the, the iPhone. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know you did. Um, uh, my granddad invented um, the iPad, so he wins. What have you got for us, Dean? Well, um, Mixer is a much... Are we allowed to comment on the um, the Mixer and the YouTube streams? Well, you, you can do, but it's, it's boring. For those who don't know, we stream the show on um, YouTube youtube.com mm. slash ian lee and then it's also by by uh, my friend matthew is streamed on mixer i do, remind me what mixer is because I, I can't really remember dean i think mixer is a gamer channel lovely and you're probably a gamer on it well i'm not i don't know if i am a gamer on it but um but i know that matthew streams there because he's he's doing more to publicize this station than any of the drones that work here at, at um um talk radio and if people know how to find me on mixer even i don't know how to find me on mixer but you can watch the show there wow and it is a superior quality as well to youtube there you go well, maybe i'm not allowed to say that you can say whatever you want i couldn't care less as long as you're right. watching as long as you're listening as long as you're taking part excellent thank you um i have something to say about the uh, the boys in the cave yes i think kathy's right Who? um they should leave them there for four months. Yes. And that will... This is going to sound stupid, but if you think about it for a minute, it actually works out oh, quite I've nicely. got a feeling it's going to sound stupid. Then when I think about it, it will sound even stupidier. Well, they will lose weight, so it will be easier for them to fit through the path. They're going to eat, Dean. They're going to give them... F- they've got four months' I worth know. of food in there. It's not like Winnie the Pooh. But, and also, can I tell you why that... Shall I tell you why that's complete bullshine as well? Why? Have you ever, have you ever um, seen a ten-year-old boy... Uh, I used to be a 10-year-old boy. Yes, I did, but right. I was a 10-year-old boy. Okay, well, then boy. you will know that as a 10-year-old boy, you could not fit into the trousers that you could fit into when you were a nine-and-a-half-year-old boy. And a ten-and-a-half-year-old boy would not be able to fit into the trousers that a 10-year-old boy can wear because oh. they shoot up like rockets. So they're all going to be bigger. Ah, uh, okay, okay. And you said the Mixer crowd was better than the YouTube crowd? <laughs> Thanks for your call, Dean. It's appreciated. Um, so, um, our former colleague, Nick Coffer, at BBC Three Counties, interviewed... Why were we talking about James McCartney? Uh, oh, he may. Yeah. Interviewed James McCartney. Um, this went out, um, 2016, about two years ago. May 2016. And, um, 
You can listen to Nick Coffer weekdays from uh, midday, I guess, uh, on, on BBC Three Counties Radio. And I'm giving them plugs. So we're going to play four minutes of his show. Four minutes of his show. OK, so this is an interview with James McCartney, Paul McCartney's son, about James McCartney's new album. Right. Doesn't it doesn't go particularly well. Here we go. James McCartney with Nick Coffer, the 4th of May, 2016. What have I got to do to get audio? Oh, with the Blackberry train. Oh, yeah. James takes his inspiration from artists like Kirk Bain, the Smiths, and of course the Beatles. Sounds like my record collection there. Uh, no surprise, therefore, that he enlisted the help of uh, the legendary man of the knob, Steve Albini, when uh, recording this new album to uh, produce it. And don't go thinking James is taking the easy route here. Uh, prolific touring, hard work. They've both resulted in James building his fan base in his own right uh, across the world. And James, delighted to have you on my programme. Um, when I uh, when I had look around last night and i was looking for, for bits and bobs about james mccartney um i realized that over the years i'd actually read very little about you you, you you've spoken very little publicly to the press was was, was that a, a conscious choice i guess it's just i don't know i didn't really have anything to promote at the time you know in terms of my eps and stuff yeah so i hadn't really released any music it, it, it's a very different path that, that you've taken to both um, Stella McCartney and, and Mary McCartney, both, both of whom have had high-profile careers in, in the arts and fashion. Did, did, were you ever looking on them sort of enviously, or, or would that level of profile actually have been your, your worst nightmare when you were growing up? I guess I wouldn't like to talk about my family because it's kind of private, really. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, like I'm, yeah, so... <laughs> I understand that. However, obviously, in, in looking at what's behind the music, your, your family's a, a big part of that. Um, looking at your dad, you know, I, I wonder whether it was more difficult for you and whether, you know, ultimately you were the closest thing to Paul because you were his son. Did, did you feel a pressure to follow in his footsteps? Again, I wouldn't want to speak about my father, you know, like I'm not asking you about your father. Do you know what I mean? It just seems about... It's just I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, it just seems strange. Like, I get, I get that thing. Oh, that's strange. <clears throat> I get your point, I get where you're coming from, but you know what I mean? It's just like, nah, like... Yeah. Uh, I've, I've uh, shaped an interview here where I'm going to talk about you as a person, and I'm going to talk about what's behind your music, and talk about your story. Um, if you want to answer those questions, that's fine, James, and if you don't, then that's fine too, and, and we can end the interview. It's, it's entirely, I, I wouldn't want to put pressure on you, but I want to know your story, and your story goes beyond this album. Well, for me, it is really about the album, though, The Blackberry Train, yeah? Um, that's kind of why I'm here. Um, you know, I've re I'm releasing this album on the 6th of um, May and I'm going on tour in May to June you know I guess I'm here to kind of promote the album in some ways yeah like however my listeners want to hear mm. about you and they want to hear about your life story you were brought up uh, by one of the most high profile families by one of the all-time great musicians uh, there's an awful lot in your story that we're interested to hear if you don't want to tell that story then that's kind of it because <laughs> we, we've mentioned the album we're done so it's entirely up to you how long have we got on this interview? We've got, 20, we got 25 minutes. Oh, <laughs> really? Of talking like this for 25 minutes? Uh, James, I'm, I'm going to end it there, if that's okay with you, because uh, I've, uh, I've built a load, of, a load of questions to find out more about James McCartney, to find out what it was like being brought up by Paul McCartney. I was going to ask James about the, the death of his mum. I was going to ask about his sisters. I was going to ask about the period where he, was, uh, where, he, where he was addicted to drugs, where he fell out with his father. I had it all there. I had it all there, and unfortunately, uh, James blew it. Um, John in Letchworth has just texted me um, to say, yeah, sadly, that interview had to end, and it did. Disappointed. I've never had to do that on air, you know. I've never, ever mm. had 
to end an interview and I would have hoped that, you know, the research I did last night would have meant that James would have had enough questions to answer. But do you know what? Let's move on. It's Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio. Roy Orbison. The Big O would never have, never have um, got angry with him. The Big O would have answered anything that was thrown at him. Um, you know, uh, fair play. I don't know if I'd have had the stones... After that, after that first rebuff, I don't know if I'd have had the stones to carry on asking in the way that Nick did. I don't know if I'd have, if I'd have been able to. I would. I tend to pussyfoot around my guests. I want my guests to like me and, and invite me out for coffee and to think we can be friends. So I don't know if I've been able to have doubled down and put everything on black and gone for it there like Nick did. But I'm completely honest. But he'd shaped an interview. Well, I don't know. We can pick him up on one word, which is you know, it's a pompous word. But I, I, I don't think I could have done what he did. I don't think I could have done what he did. I don't think you did. would have done what he did. <clears throat> no, but I, what do you, okay, tell me, what, what do you think he did wrong then? I think you, when you're talking to someone, you're having yeah. a conversation with them, yeah. okay? Yeah. And you sense the way, the, the, the warmth between yeah. you, right? Yeah. And when you see that there is <clears throat> a hard no somewhere, yeah. you should have the sense and the, and the, uh, the versatility as an interviewer. Yeah. To, to to smooth it through the other way so it doesn't get awkward like that. But I don't I don't think I could have done a 25 minute interview about Blackberry Way, the new album by James McCartney. I don't know. I don't. Know. And, but 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 about saying that, I totally get why he doesn't want to talk about Paul and Stella. I, I, to, and his, I totally, and his dead mum. I totally get. Yeah, that was insensitive. I totally get that. Right. And I guess it's what it's that same thing with me on the Matthew Wright stuff. The people that organise the interview should have made that clear. Look. He's up for interview, but you cannot ask him about Paul McCartney. You cannot mention the Beatles. I don't know how much um, prep was done before that, apart from the questions, obviously, that he worked very hard on. But I don't know how much prep was done in terms of, right, what kind of areas can we go into? But I do know that with the right stuff, they asked you several times whether you'd go there and you told them no on education. Yeah, that's why I was in great confidence that I wasn't going to answer that question and I was going to walk off when the cameras weren't on me. Um, Why? Okay, I'm going to say why would you book James McCartney if you can't ask him about your, his dad? Why would you book him? Exactly. Why would you book him? So unless the... I, I think the fault there... I think both of them come out with a certain nobility, actually. Both the interviewer and the interviewer. I think they both have a certain nobility. Yeah, he... Um, James comes off as, as an, you know, slightly standoffish and stuff. But if, if that's if that's the boundary he set in his head, I'm not talking about my dad, I'm not talking about my sisters, then that's great, fine. It's the PR company are at fault. They should have said, you can, you can have him. These are the things you can't ask him. If you don't want him on the result of that, then that's your call. Mm-hmm. That's what I think, personally. Yeah. But if, you, if you've got any more inter- awkward interview guys, you know we love them. Send them on. Send them on. Let's go to Mo. Good evening, Mo. Moany Mo. Hey, Mo. Here he comes now. It's a moany Mo, Mo. Dun, 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 Phoning up strawberry moaning mo now. Dun, 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 he hates the show so much that he listens to it every night. He says he's never going to listen to me again. Then he's always on the phone telling me how to be right. Here he comes now. It's moaning mo now. Picks me up on something I did six months ago. Mo. 
bum, bum, chop. Everybody thinks that he's a massive tit. Everybody thinks he's got a tiny dick. Nobody likes the words he says. Cause he is so far up his ass. A moaning mo, chicka boom, boom, chicka boom. A moaning mo, chicka boom, boom. Key change. Here it comes now. It's a moaning mo now. Boom, boom, boom. Everything he says, he's having a go now. Doesn't like the way I speak to my guests. Thinks that I'm rude to all the callers. Doesn't enjoy anything about the show, but he still listens every night. It's moaning mo. It's moaning mo. Here it comes now. It's a moaning mo now. Here it comes now. It's a moaning mo now. Now, boom, boom, boom. Says he's never gonna call me again. Then he's on the phone with his tongue up my bum. Says that he doesn't like the things I do, but won't let me speak to his dad and his mom. Here it comes now. It's a moan and moan now. Boom, boom, boom. Phoning up my show just to have a go now. Boom, boom, boom. Doesn't like Catherine, it doesn't like me, but he wants to have sex with Ian Lee. He says everything I do is shit. I wish he would get a hit in the face. A moaning moach, a moaning moach, a moaning moach, a moaning moach, a moaning moach. Hey Mo, how you doing? You're oh, we're out of time. Across the UK, online and on DAB. He has made a covenant with the night, and with the darkness he is in agreement. Uncut after-hours conversation for the up-all-night generation. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. 0344-499-1000. Sorry, I'm chomping on a cough sweet. So, um... You'll hear me sucking on the airwaves. Oh, chance to be a fine thing, don't I mean, young man? Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, late Night Alternative with me, Ian Lee, Catherine Boyle. Weeknights from 10 on Talk Radio. You can listen on DAB. You can download the app. Or you can go to talkradio.co.uk. One o'clock, of course. It's Paul Ross. And we sit here and we talk nonsense. What have we talked about? We've talked about boys, those um, boys stuck in, uh, underground. Um avoiding the football, saying something rude about a colleague and being overheard, all kinds of stuff. You, you, you get the drift. You can call in about anything. I've got some more bits and pieces. Oh, we've got a great story about the Japanese football team. Don't worry. it's You know, we're kind of um, a World Cup um, free-ish zone. But Catherine had a brilliant story. Sorry, but a terrible indigestion. But we'll, we'll do the Japanese football team in a second. Let's go to Dreamweaver first. Good evening, Dreamweaver. <laughs> Good evening. Good evening. Good, good morning, in fact. Yeah, hello. No, good evening. <laughs> we haven't had a sleep yet. It's not morning until you've had a sleep. I had a sleep. I worked hard. I had a sleep and, and then... What, weaving dreams? dreams? With massive dreams, yeah. Why is this? <laughs> oh, good. I loved your, your song at the end of Before the News. Absolutely wonderful. It had us in stitches. I'm a songwriter <laughs> par excellence. Did I say that properly, Catherine? Just about. Yeah, yeah. Catherine, this guy just reels it off. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't he just? I like this guy. I like Dreamweaver. <laughs> I just reel it off. Whereas those four shows that Catherine did, I know she, you know, props to her for, for, for it was all scripted. She spent months rehearsing those calls, these spontaneous uh, bon mots with uh, Katie Puckett, all rehearsed. And I scripted. shaped it all. Oh, yeah, yeah, shaped. 
<laughs> you guys together, by the way, Katie Tucker, absolutely fantastic. I right. loved every minute. All right, buddy. All right, buddy. She's all great. Right. I miss her so all much. Right. All right, buddies. It ain't going to be you, mate. It ain't going to be you. It ain't going to be me, mate. I like this guy again. <laughs> August the 20th. I'm off on August the 20th. I think Catherine's filling in for me again. <laughs> oh, amazing. amazing. It's good to chat to you. Amazing Listen. that they gave her a second shot. That was what well, he's no, saying. No, no. They, they were, it, was, it was kind of ladylike. Very ladylike. Very, very ladylike. Mm, yeah, yeah, considering yes, I thought it was. Yeah, I thought it was very civilised. I thought it was very civilised. <laughs> very ladylike. I, I to, I'm not listening to those shows. I need to listen to them. No, you don't. Yeah, not all. Oh, by the way, tomorrow, 10 o'clock. Thanks for reminding me, Dreamweaver. 10 o'clock, it's a staircase special. We've got the um, guy... It's tomorrow, isn't it? Yeah. We've got the guy... Um, James Warburton. Is that his name? No, yep. no that's not Something his name. Something Warburton. It's Warburton. Um, what Warburton. Is it? Matt. Chris. Chris Warburton. Chris. Chris Warburton from Five Live, who does a podcast called Beyond Reasonable Doubt about the staircase, which is a, um, a Netflix... Well, about the murder that is featured in the staircase, or, or murder, or was <laughs> it an accident? Michael Peterson, his wife, um, was found dead at the bottom of the stairs, blood everywhere. Did he murder her, or was it an accident? You've not seen it yet, have you, I've, Catherine? I've, I'm, I've nearly finished the first episode. Oh, mate. <sighs> can you watch it all? Can, have, you, have you seen it, Dreamweaver? Do you know what? That makes me actually want to get a right. television for the first time in ten you years. You all have to watch it by tomorrow, because otherwise... <laughs> <laughs> you've got you've got to get on there, Catherine, because because I, I there's a, there's a real great twist about episode four that you you have to know about before I mention it. I'm handling it. Please tomorrow. I'm all over uh-huh. it. Okay, thank you. Sorry, watch watch two I've, when you I've get been that. given in the last three weeks because I come from Glastonbury, so that's oh. my orig- that's my birthday. That explains so been, a lot. Yes. Um, have you have you um uh, how how many times have you smoked a doobie at the top of the tour? <laughs> uh. Socially, nil. Um, but professionally, recreationally, nil. But personally, many times. Do, do you do you feel the energy? <laughs> do you feel the energy of the ley lines running beneath you? I I, I was given a lovely pair of dowsing rods from a lo- lovely guy called Septimus, and yeah, I was up there all the time. <laughs> Septimus Prime. So it could be Septimus Prime. Isn't there <laughs> isn't there a Septimus. hole? Isn't there a hole in the ground that leads to in on the tour? This big hill in Glastonbury yeah, that leads to King Arthur's. Tour, yeah, yeah. There's a hole in the ground that leads to King Arthur's secret chambers or something, isn't there? There is. If you follow the labyrinth of the tour, yes, there is. Yeah. But but no one's ever been able to follow the. But labyrinth. there's also and, there's well, also a local legend that that's in, that, that's in Alderley Edge behind a big rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also um, ley lines are. You know, ley, you know what ley lines are. So ley lines are power lines that run, you know, natural power lines yeah. that run across the country. Yeah. But, you know, they have I got this right? They were just like invented by some vicar in the 1920s who thought, <laughs> wouldn't it be a nice idea if there was like energy running from places across the country? So he got a map and he just drew lines across it and went, yeah, those are ley lines. Yeah, my dad's, my friend's dad had ME yeah. and um, they moved his bed around so he wasn't having a ley line right across his neck and, oh. he, and he got a lot better. Shut up! <laughs> ley lines cause ME, Dreamweaver! <laughs> No! Fact. Let me come and have that do- pass that doobie round. Don't bogart the joint, baby! Pass it! <laughs> the, amount, the amount of stuff that I've told tourists about ley lines and, and oh. the fact that it goes through the red and the white spring water. Yes. Oh, massive. What and does Taurus say about it? They go, 
Well, it must, must be something. This guy's meditating on him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You get that get that meditation right up your ley line. Anyway, anyway, Dreamweaver, put the crystals down for a second. Um, what have you called in for? I called in because I, I came in uh, on a gist of something. I think Catherine was talking about her father or somebody doing something at an age, doing different jobs. And Hang I wasn't a minute. Sure if it was a Catherine, were you talking about somebody doing something at any point during this show tonight? Yes. Yes, she was. <laughs> was it? Was it somebody an elder? <laughs> <laughs> you old head! Come on, man. Speak English. Oh, I know what it was. I know what it was. Because we were talking to that fella David, who said that he's he dabbles in music now, but he doesn't oh, yeah. do anything oh, yeah. he doesn't want to do anymore. Oh, yeah. And oh. I was saying that since Some my dad only works three days a week, yeah. he's uh, living life. He's he's living life at home now rather yeah. than at out. Yeah, out yeah, yeah. And was the was garden looks amazing. The garden. Yeah, it's just, yeah, elders. Yeah. Ley lines. And and ley lines, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. So or he lays down in them. So, I start. I started a job, and it's called local treasures, and it's for people that are over fifty. And what and is it? Is it finding local, hot, local hot local older people. women for them to go and have intercourse with? Local treasures. Anything you like. Anything that comes to your mind. <laughs> I'm looking for ideas now, Ian. Well, hang on. So what is this local <laughs> treasures then? If I was to sign up for it, I'm five years away from being over 50. Yeah. So I'm five years away from being able to sign up for Dreamweaver's Open Treasures. Boy, oh boy, I really suspect that this business will be still be going in five years' time. Oh, it'll be going for life. <laughs> yes, man. Yeah, man. Um, don't, don't, um, don't bogart that joint. Pass it round. Come on, man. Um, so what would I get? What would I get? What what would you get? What, from a local treasure? Yes. You would get anything that you wished for, for Um, at least £15 an hour, possibly uh, upwards. (laughs) I know what you're after. Because you're talking about your new house. Yeah. And you want an old man to do the garden. Oh, oh, I misunderstood this. I thought this was... Of the service for old men, where they would go and find... But you're saying that you can find employment for old people for £15 an hour? It's not not me, but I'm I'm working for a, for a group that does that, and it does anything. So it's anybody over the age of 50 can have a job working for this company, doing things for local people. OK, supposing I needed someone murdered. <laughs> I would love you to ring up about that. I'd give you the number straight away. You oh. ring him up and say, I'd like Dreamweaver to do it. Um, <laughs> I don't think he'd be particularly thorough. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying. I don't, yeah, what techniques would you employ? What techniques? How are you with a garrote? Sorry, my girlfriend's talking. Shut up! Ruth. Go on, go on, go on, make love to a ley line! You're in... <laughs> How, what was the question again? Because she's very distracting this how, evening. How are you with a garrote? How's your garrote technique? My garrote? Um, Fur. Oh, oh, she knows. Are you kicking your dog? Hang on a minute. <laughs> she said firm. That's good enough for me. That's good enough. Yes. yes. It's firm. Okay. And, and constant. What about nunchucks? No, no, not constant. I'm losing it now. And I'm being... Say again. <sighs> I think we're going to be cut off. No, you're not going to get cut off. Just wait there. A sec- Can I just make a quick phone call while you guys are here? Just be quiet. Cause I need you to make. Can. I need to make a quick phone call. Be quiet. It's a bit late. No, just be quiet, guys. Seriously, I need to make a quick phone call. If you could- Sorry, I should have done this before. The um thing. <clears throat> okay. Hello, you're through to Local Treasures. I'm sorry we're not available to take your call. Please visit our website, localtreasures.me, where we have a 24-hour live chat facility. Alternatively, you can leave your message after the tone. 
If your call is an emergency and you're a current... Whoa, 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 whoa. I dumped it. Thank, all right, sorry, I got it. Right, Seven, four, whoa! Nine, two, nine. Whoa! Begin speaking after the tone, then hang up when you are finished, or press any key for further options. Hello, my name is Ian. I live in Glastonbury, near one of the ley lines. I believe you can get old people to do anything that I want. Well, I need someone to be murdered. The person I want to do the, the person I want murdered is a gentleman by the name of Dream Weaver, and I would like him to be murdered by his girlfriend, um, vi- murdered via a garrote and sex. Um, if you could get that sorted out, I believe the fee is fifteen pounds. Thanks very much for your time. Thank you. Bye bye. There we go. There we go, dude. You've get, your girlfriend's just got a job tomorrow. She better get to bed early. Oh, she's only 44. She's oh, no, they can't use her. You escape. You escape for six years. You've got six years left to roam this planet, you deviant. Start running. Oh, no. I feel like a bit of a sugar daddy now. I'm hey, dirty, dirty old man. Thanks for that call, guys. Um, I'm going to find someone to murder you. 0344. Well done for spot. I didn't realise she was giving out her number. Oh, three, four. They were nice, weren't they? I like oh, those. Local treasures. <laughs> local treasures. And that, by the way, that does sound like a brilliant company, by the way. It's a genuine, it's genuinely their number. It's a genuine company. Vetted local gardeners, cleaners and handymen. I like that. All, all over the 50s. Uh, our number is 0344 This is the Late Night Alternative and Talk Radio with Ian Kath and Dreamweaver. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. On air and off the leash. On Talk Radio. 0344-499-1000. For the first time since the start of the show, the switchboard is empty. Uh, so you can give us a call. Now, um, in our effort to find nice, uplifting stories, Catherine, you found a story about the Japanese World Cup football team. Yeah, this is brilliant. Uh, this is from CBS News, um, but actually from, from the Japanese players, actually. Yeah. If, if the World Cup was won on sportsmanship, Japan would have taken home the top prize. After a heartbreaking loss to Belgium in the round of 16 on Monday. In round 16 on Monday, surely. I don't know. I don't say know that again. about football. Say that, say that again. I don't think it's right. After a heartbreaking loss to Belgium in the round of 16 on yep, Monday. That's correct. What does that mean? It means the, the quarter quarter finals. The round of 16? Yep. Is that right? Six, yep. Don't look. Whoa. Don't look. I'm looking at a football man. No, yeah, but I look at a worldly wise man. Nah. It, it's the round of 16. That means there are 16 teams competing in it. Oh, right, I got you. Flipping heck. The Japanese men's team stayed behind to clean up their locker room. You sure you don't want to look to Sam to make sure it's definitely Japanese and men and team? Listen. I'm not. I am. But hurt much. It is, actually, but... Japan held a 2-0 lead in the second half before the Belgians stormed back to take control of the yeah. game in the final second, CBS Sports reports. Don't care about the Belgium facts. scored three goals in the oh. final 25 minutes to earn the 3-2 victory. Uh, Nasser Chadley um, netted Don't the winning the third facts. goal in the 94th minute. Boring. Despite Japan's loss, the team saluted their travelling fans with a bow. And also well, took... hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> now, hang on. I know. Hang on. They did what now? So now, yeah, okay. They, they, now they, we have problems. Now we've Sam, got... <laughs> would you say saluted with a bow? They bowed with a bow. Don't I bow? I've been to Japan. And would I'd... you say it was... And I was in the army. Salute sounded right to you. They bowed with a bow. 
They bowed with abandon. And also took the time to Gay clean abandon. out their locker room before leaving, according to a photo shared by sports journalist Tancredi Palmieri on Twitter. Um, the photo shows a spotless dressing room Beautiful. and a note with a single word in Russian, spasibo, which translates to thank you. Good for them. But it wasn't just the players. Japanese fans stayed after every game of the tournament to clean the trash out of their section of the stadium, wow. including Monday. Some fans even tidied while fighting back tears. Oh, I thought you said while fighting. <laughs> That they were using karate. Uh, that's lovely, isn't it? Yeah. And that's Japan. I mean, yeah, they've got very messed up um, attitudes towards women, subservience and sex. Mm-hmm. But overall, I'd, I'd much rather have that. I'd much rather have perverted sexual activity kept behind closed doors. Well. Um, and have tidy football um, uh, matches than what we have. Mm. So well done, Japan. Which was today, just a load of blokes going... Aah! And if you're watching on, on the YouTube there, uh, I think we all know what we were looking at as Kath was shaking her chest rather violently. It wasn't her face. It was so her, just the Japanese have got old-fashioned um, views of boobs. women. They were rocking all over the world. What can I do? They're attached. <laughs> what's it, it's a genuine question, and you can ask me a question about what's it, what it's like having nuts, but what's it like having boobs? Because as I've got older, the last couple of years... You have to now, hold them when you run down the steps. Well, well this is what I have to do now. now what, I've your, got, your cojones? No, no, my boobs. Because I've got these kind of moves. Because I put on a lot of weight. Since taking the metazapine, and I can't get... I got off the metazapine, I lost weight, then I put it back on. I went and saw my site today about coming off the Vendor Flaxine, 150 milligrams. He went, yeah, I'm not keen to do it now. Let's wait until you moved into the house and the divorce is finalised, and then we can talk about it. So hopefully three, four, five months away from starting to cut down on it. And he makes sense. It's doing the most stressful things ever. I don't necessarily want to come off the, the pills just now, but I would like to. But anyway, but so I would say in the last year, 18 months, I developed this chest. And um, and when I run, I can feel it mm-hmm. slapping away. And I'm making light of it, but actually, you know, it gets me down a lot. And it's, it's thoroughly unpleasant, but I can feel it. And I just... I just just genuine questions. Yeah. This isn't me being my flippant, naughty, you know, fifth form crudite. Um, did I say it right? What is it like? What's it like having boobs? Like that, but worse. So it doesn't just hurt a little bit if you run, yeah. and it's not supported. It right. hurts a lot. And sleep. So you, go, go on. on. Go on. Sleeping in bras is yeah. a thing. That's the thing that's always surprised me that women sleep in. Because I would have thought that they were quite constricting and uncomfortable. Depends on the bra you're wearing. Okay. Um. Sometimes you know you. Sometimes you want that. Sometimes hot nights, you probably don't want it. Just anything. flaps everywhere. Yeah, but then some women find it difficult to sleep on their fronts. Yeah. Um, I've never been that bothered. I can sleep anywhere. Um, so, and, and, and I'm genuinely excited. These are the kind of questions that we don't, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's it, they're almost impossible to ask these answers. What's it like being a boy? I don't know. I just am. I need more specific. I need something more specific to work with. Sometimes on my way home from work, I'll take my bra off in the car. Oh, just hey, truckers. It's like, it's just, hey, truckers. Just because it gets a bit, you know, all day. Yeah, hey, truckers. All day. But, you know, for the most part, I don't think about um, boobs as much as you do. Um, so let's talk about um, your testicles. Yeah. Ask me anything you want about my balls. Does it, does it tug? What, what do you mean by... When um, you walk, does it bounce up and down? Because, um, you know, mm, I don't at least a bra supports. You've not really got a support. You, what you need is like an, an underhanger. Um, guys, I don't think some people are taking this. Oh, okay. So at the, at the back. No, well, they're kind of... Um, I, I, if, no, right, if you wear Y-fronts and they cup, yeah. and everything is kind of just... Is that not more comfortable? No, I've worn Y-fronts for... 
about 36 years. Right. I think 36 years. I don't really know. Um, I wear boxers. So there, there can be a little bit of... Um, you can sometimes sit on a nut. That can be uncomfortable. Um, generally, they, they're quite good at, at, at keeping out of trouble. Right. Quite good at keeping out or, of trouble. Or maybe you're just used to them. I think so. Um, it's it, it's weird, isn't it? This is why this is this is why this is the evidence. Ken from Newcastle, phone up and chat and, and, and destroy this. This is the evidence that there is no God. What God? What intelligent, creative being would put genitals on the outside of the body? That's well, just insane. Women, for the most part, have got them tucked away. Exactly. That's of course because they should be the most protected things because it's what keeps. The the, the the human race going is is the genitals and yet ours are outside anyone could give you a kick in the ghoulies yeah the ghoulies um there we go that's um that's our body talk for this thanks evening. very much oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand I had uh, 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 something happen to me the other day Sunday I was in Chelsea um and it was very hot and I came out of a Costa I didn't come out of a Costa but I'm saying Costa because I don't want to tell you where it actually was so I came out of a door. And there was a topless guy. He looked, um, he looked rough. Um, well, hey, 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 whoa. Don't have a go at me. We all make snap decisions like that. I thought this guy looks rough. That was it. Then he, when you he, say rough, do you mean like tough? No, I mean like common. Yeah. And um, not all common people are tough. I was common when I was a child and I was a pussy. And um, he was riding his bicycle over the King's Road. And he said something to me. Shouted something at me. I knew he was common. I said, beg your pardon he said do you want and he's on a bicycle do you want to buy a bike mate do you want to buy a bike mate and i thought what, what no what, how many how often does that line work that guy had stolen that bike wouldn't he either that or he got bored of riding it in the heat what other reason would there be someone to be riding a bike Unless, unless we were literally just around the corner from his bicycle emporium, where he had hundreds of bargain bikes and a top for sale and and some clothing, uh, I, was, I thought it was the weirdest thing. And then I was reminded there was, and I encountered these people three times, three separate occasions, and loads of my friends encountered them. And if you lived in North London about twenty years ago, you would have encountered them as well, dear listener. The guys that would rock up. In a white van, a big white van. Leather jackets. No, 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 no. These are very, very specific. Very specific, right? Rock up in a big white van. Happened in Camden quite a lot. But also a thing happened to me in Kentish Town and somewhere else. Hello, mate. You're right. Yeah. Um, we're not from around here. How do we get to the? How do we get to the M1? Oh, I think you got there. All right. Um, you don't want any speakers, do you, mate? Sorry. You don't want any speakers, do you? Why, have you got some for sale? And the story, because I asked them a couple of times the story. The story was, we have delivered, and they they had all the paper. They had the chits. They had the chits. There's a great, there's a great old 70s word. The chit. Have you got the chits? I need to sign. Where's the chit? I need to sign it. Have you got? Did you get that chit signed? You didn't get that chit signed. Go back there and get that chit signed. We can't get the money unless you get the chit signed. You also needed a chitty to get out of PE. Uh, really? Mm-hmm. A chitty? A chitty. Chitty, chitty, bang, bang. Um, I don't actually know what a chit is, just a bit of paper, a form. Like a permission slip. Okay. Get that chit signed. So he'd say, he'd say, look, I've got all the paper. And he had, all, he had paperwork, all the paperwork. They were really nice, nothing menacing. They were in their late 20s, early 30s. We've just delivered 200 speakers, right? They're worth 500 nicker each. We've just delivered them. And we've signed it all off 
and we're carrying a pair of speakers too many. Okay, so so we've got a pair of speakers. It's all signed off. It's all legit. They were they weren't fine. They're worth two hundred fifty quid. You can have them for a ton. And I'd go, nah, I'm all right. And uh, three times, three separate times over a period of about three or four years, I had these people. I don't know if it's the same people, but it was pretty much word for word the same thing. Um, these people would stop me, and loads of my friends had it as well. And I think, and I'm going to check tomorrow, I'll text him tomorrow, I think my friend Spencer bought a pair of the speakers. And were there speakers in there, or were they yeah, bri- yeah. bricks? No, 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 he got speakers. He said they weren't the 250 quid speakers that he was told they were, mm-hmm. but he said they were they were good, they were well worth over 100 really? quid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure, I'll, I'm going to text Spencer tomorrow, I'm sure that's the punchline to that story, is that he bought the speakers and said, well, yeah, they, they, were, they were certainly worth 100 quid got his money's worth because um for a long time at three counties you know uh, stephen rhodes used to do the consumer program and there was a, a big thing for ages you know like every, every show uh, gets like it's it's run of certain a certain story yep. coming back yep. And back. Yep. so for jonathan vernon smith it's the mopeds right yeah, okay. um for stephen rhodes it was the italian leather jacket man who would pull over <laughs> into car parks and offer people jackets. I'm just coming back from um, from a fashion show and I've got these extra leather jackets yeah. and you can have them for a certain amount of money. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leather jackets. When I was in ca- Canada once, well, I was in Canada, I was only in Canada once, I was in Canada making a movie with Angelina Jolie and Clive Owen, thanks very much for asking. And I went for a walk, because it was, I wasn't, it was only used for like two days, and I was there for two weeks, put me up, put me in business class, put me in the same hotel as Samuel L. Jackson. And I went for a walk, and this car pulled over, and guy opened the boot, and he had a load of jackets mm-hmm. in there. There was another gentleman who I believe, an older gentleman, who I believe wanted to perform oral sex on me as well. That was the same little walk. So I was obviously walking... Oh, in a, I was going to say, not in the same van. No, 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 that no. That would no, be no. a bargain. No, I was obviously it? walking in a very, very naughty part of Canada where um, leather jackets and uh, blowjobs were being handed out willy-nilly. Must have been the special day. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, uh, if you've ever met those... Um, uh, speaker dudes, um, then you can give me a call. You can give me a call if you've ever been stopped on the street and someone has tried to sell you something. You can give us a call about anything. The calls have dropped off a bit, and that's absolutely fine. We'll go through the papers and uh, have a look, see what we can come up with before Paul Ross comes in at one o'clock. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. You're listening to the Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. Unmissable Late Night Radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. So, uh, Joy, some holidays are nearly upon us. Oh, man alive. This is money. I mean entertain people who don't really like you anymore <laughs> story of my life story of my career um uh so these are uh, so kids buy presents for their teachers and here are some um some shitty presents for teachers from kids a sack of potatoes half drunk bottles of wine and stolen car radios and jewelry have been listed among the worst gifts given to teachers members of staff <clears throat> Say they have also been presented with thongs. Wow. Half-eaten boxes of chocolate. And re-gifted items from school raffles. That's not so bad. That's not so bad. Because you've got to remember as well that not everyone can afford to give teacher 
a present. And not everyone's a bum lick and wants to give teacher a present, but not everyone can afford to. I don't to. do presents. They get a card. <clears throat> and they get a salary. A survey of 1,220 teachers and assistants lists the stunningly bad presents brought in by pupils for the modern practice of thanking a teacher at the end of term. It's not modern. I think I took teacher presents. A teacher was presented with a bag of potatoes. Now, that's not a bad present because a bag of potatoes is three or four meals. Mm-hmm. It's just meals. It's better than getting in one of those crappy teddies with a mortarboard on it. Yeah. Going, yeah, teacher. They've got loads of those, by the way. They don't want any more. A bag of spuds. You've got eight spuds in there. If you just do jackets... That's a week's worth of dinners. It's a week's worth of dinners. What a great, what a great gift. Potatoes are your ideal gift. Well, here's, okay, here's what's happening from now on for Christmas and birthdays. I'm giving people potatoes. Mm-hmm. By the way, Eben has sent back the um, log, so we should hopefully get that tomorrow, maybe the day after, the right. log book, then we're going to send it on to the next dude. I and we're not going to open it or look in there, okay? No, no, no. So we, 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 for those who don't know what the log book is, we'll explain it tomorrow. We'll explain it towards the start of the show tomorrow. But um, who was the second person? D- Dean? I've got it all written Brian. down. Brian? It was a man. It was... D- J- uh, Scotland. It? G- Gideon? No. Glen, Glen Ford? Gerard. Gerard. That was it. I was close. Gideon was close. Gideon was very, very close. Uh, we'll take calls straight to air for the last 30 minutes. Let's see. You phone up, you go straight to air. Um, a teacher was presented with a bag of potatoes while another was given a plan your wedding book despite being nowhere near getting married. This just sounds like ingratitude because, okay, plan your wedding book. Well, I'm not getting married. Well, not, not yet. You're not you need to make it. some plans. This, this, you should open the page and this is like really early days. Of course, that's, I think that's a great thing. One received jewellery which they... Th- were sure was stolen for me well you don't know that so stick that jewelry right up your bum hole and one said they had been handed a stolen car radio in a carrier bag again where's your ev where is your evidence that that was stolen other gifts um included a re-gifted diffuser which the recipient knew was from the christmas raffle because they had put the ticket on it okay an aftershave given to a female worker. The thing is, though, with the scents, the smellies, I'll take the call. The smellies, I can wear perfume, you can wear aftershave. Yeah, I've got a several. Yeah. I've got several. I, 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 I've got, if, you know, I've, I've, I've had a little spritz with a woman's perfume. No the his, the, hers thing is nonsense. If you like how it smells and it smells nice on you, then go for it. Let's go to line one. Line, oh, yeah. one, line one, you're on the wireless. Oh, hi, Ian. Uh, bear with me. Alexa, stop. Alexa, oh, she's not working. Alexa, play talk radio. She's playing it. Alexa, stop. Alexa, start. Oh, she can't hear you now because oh, uh, I'm just on the phone. Here's the thing. Here's um, the thing. Here's right. the thing. If you've ever seen the film Wally, uh, where Wally finally gets up to you know this Nirvana that's promised, it turns out it's a con. Everybody is. Everybody just gets gets driven around in buggies. They sit in chairs that move from one side of the room to the other. I don't think they even have to lift their hands to change the channel. Everything is done, so they're all morbidly obese and and terribly unfit. And their right? legs don't work. Their legs don't work, right? And their arms don't really work. And and and, and this is what Alexa and Google and all of that. That's what it's doing. It's like this, this. This is advert. It's a funny advert. Ask Google to do it. It's got David Walliams in it. It's got um, John. Boyega in it, it's, and it's got, you know, some civilians in it. It's a funny advert. It's, it's like, um, oh, I want to phone my agent. Get Google to do it. Oh, I want to order. A th- get Google. One of them is, oh, I've got to send a thank you card. Get Google to do it, right? So that's weird. But also, I just don't see the point 
any of this technology where it's you just sit on your fat ass, your fat sweaty bum crack, <laughs> and go, get me, do it, you do it for me. Order pizza. Order pizza. Do, all right, admittedly, okay, well, well you know, it's, it's it's the TV remote control is kind of the bridge between. You remember when you were a kid, yeah. get up and turn the telly over. Why have I got to do it? Because you're because you're the kids. Or the remote that control. Was my job. The remote control on a wire. That was my job as a kid. We didn't have it. We didn't even have a remote control on a wire. There was nothing. We didn't get a remote control until I was about eleven. Yeah, it was a little get it was up a knob and, on the TV. You had to turn the knob. Get up and t- get up and t- we have well we have push buttons on buttons. there. Get up and turn. The- I don't want and you be you be sliding on the floor. Get I don't want it. And we also we had a TV. Get up and move the aerial around a bit. I can't see that. There's ghosting on that. Let's go. Get up, move the aerial. Oh, Dad, I don't want to move the aerial. We had to do it. <laughs> and now it's like Alexa, can you can you, can you get can you can you clean clean my intimate parts, please? <laughs> So here's the thing. I'm, I'm well, saying Alexa's going to kill this um, society. Anyway, uh, Louise, yes. Well, I didn't pay for Alexa. Alexa was given to me just because somebody else had got a more recent one and was given to me. And because you have done the call straight to air, yes. I couldn't hear what you were saying, so I just put Alexa on just okay. so I could hear the show. Okay, well, you're so on now. Now, let's, now, we're, now we're getting very meta and we're deconstructing <laughs> the whole process building up to this phone call. We're in the phone call now. What is it? Um, okay, the logbook is being sent back, and you told me to give you a ring whenever um, no. the no. the first or the second person or yes. whatever no. it was. No, 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 no. My instructions are very specific, Catherine. Would you like to remind Louise what my instructions were? I think you should. Uh, I think you should. No, I think you should. If I do it, I'll do it with a tone, and she will take it personally. Uh, Go on then. Oh, I'll not take it personally. I'll not take it. I personally. said you should ring back when the second person has it. And we would discuss. Oh, them. is that what it was? Oh yes. Oh, ah, oh, okay. oh, oh yes. So the first person that oh, sent dear. it back today. Does the second person have it? Not yet. Thank you, caller. You're such a cow. Can't believe you said it with tone. I told you I was going to. Thirteen percent they have received. The worst present they have received is something featuring the phrase "best teacher." Oh, you ungrateful shitbags! I know. I'm being grateful. That's why, that's why I'm not getting presents. They can have a and nice I li- note. I like teachers. This, yeah. I'm not one of those presenters. Oh, teachers, they get the really long summer holidays, guys, and they're whinging about their, having their pensions cut. And teaching's a miserable, miserable job. And the number of people that, that train to be a teacher do it for something like four years and then leave because it ain't uh-huh. what they thought. It, it ain't teaching. It's all about testing and getting, you know, uh, uh, getting the right marks for Ofsted. It's not about human interaction and, and creating enjoyment and spiritual connection i think teachers have it rotten but stop being so ungrateful kid brings in a present you, you, you suck it up and you take it and you say thank you very much indeed all right right line one hello ian hello line one you're having a refreshing refreshing drink there line one what was it you're drinking i'm gonna guess all right don't tell us don't tell us me and Catherine gonna guess and sam you're gonna sam you're gonna guess as well we're gonna guess what kasif is drinking i'll go first then Catherine, then sam i'm gonna say orange juice am i close no oh it's your go, i'm gonna guess ah. totally tropical lilt Ooh. no okay, sam you'll go i'm going milk he says milk. No, I'm actually eating pasta. He's eating pasta? Eat it again. It sounds like you're drinking orange juice. <laughs> That's what a drinking that? noise. <laughs> that is, he is drinking pasta. <laughs> Cassie, what, 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 how would you like to enlighten and enrich our... That's what we're doing tomorrow, right? 
tomorrow. Well, first hour, we'll yeah. talk. Did this bloke murder his wife, or was was it an accident? You've got to watch it because you wait till you see what happens in Germany. Okay. Oh, mate, please, please. Have you? You haven't seen it, have you, Sam? Right. Um, so first hour, did this bloke kill? Him? And because he's in America, we can say, yeah, I think he killed him, killed her, or no, we don't think we did. Kind of. So we'll talk about that. The second and third hour. You can you can only you can only come on the air if you've got something to enrich and enlighten us, or enrich or enlighten us with. How about that? You're yawning, Catherine. I'm assuming that's a good yawn. No, that's uh, that's a wow. Oh, uh, oh, 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 Okay. That's a thanks very much. Okay, Catherine, what would you like to say to us this evening, sir? Well, there was a story about some sellers. And this one is about about 10 years ago, this one came outside the house, Polish people selling some gear. And our opposite people who live opposite us came out and they were selling iPhones and iPads, the latest ones. And they bought an iPad and an iPhone from them. And then uh, about three minutes later, we uh, we, we all came out to look at it. And three minutes later, I hear screams. And we go out and we find out that instead of iPhones and iPads, she's bought potatoes. He paid about a grand for potatoes. <laughs> who? Hang on a minute. Ice buds. Who, who, who paid a so? Who, who was it that paid a grand for potatoes? Uh, the, the people, the family who lived opposite me. Right. And did they not think to? Well, I don't know. Look in the box before they handed over a thousand pounds. No, you just see that they had two boxes because we were there as well. They were showing everybody doing to buy this iPad, doing to buy this yes. iPhone. They, yeah. they uh, gave it around. So uh, they had the real, uh, one real one, uh, one real, and then they had boxes with potatoes inside them as well. So they handed the boxes with potatoes to them. Uh, did they eat the potatoes? I have no idea. I just heard screaming and next thing, you know, you know they, they be shouting. They gave us potatoes and then the police came about two hours later and they recorded the license plate. Somebody had looked at oh. the license, license plate of it, but they, they were never caught. Okay, well, on that happy note... I'd have eaten those potatoes. <laughs> it's evidence. Um, here's the thing. Never buy anything from anybody on the street no. or who, who comes to your front door. Why Why would you do it? It's like um, never. if you see someone doing a card game on a table in the middle of the street, why? Uh, the thing that always gets me, and I've had arguments with these people, the dodge pots that set up perfume shops. They do it a lot in Oxford Street. I don't think they still do it. I've not seen one for a few years. But it's a well-known scam, right? You get an empty shop. Uh-huh. You, you get it for a day, two days. You get it for a day. You set up a perfume shop. You go, right, ladies and gentlemen, we have got the new Victoria Beckham price. But this will cost you 65 knicker, 65 knicker in the shop. I'm selling this one for a fiver. Who wants it for a fiver? Everyone puts their hand up. He chucks I've it seen it. They've got, like, loud hailers. Yeah, yeah, someone got, they've got microphones now. Yeah. Someone puts their hand up, and they chuck it, and they take a fiver. Flipping it. Whoa. Okay, I'm watching. All right, we got the latest, the Britney Spears. This goes for 70 quid in the shop. I want a fiver for it. Who wants it for a fiver? Everyone puts their hands up, right? Someone chucks it and gets a fiver. You think, whoa, flipping it. This is great. Does that a few times. He goes, right, that's it. Now, we got your black bin bags here. I'm going to put it here. The day, the Victoria Beckham, the David Beckham, the Britney Spears. There is over, there is over 500 quid's worth of stuff in here. All I want is 50. Who's going to give me 50? The hands go up, right? Sells it. 
And then he pulls out all these black bags that are already filled up. Now, these are all mystery bags. You see what we're going. 50 quid a bag. Uh, you, 50 quid a bag. And so everyone's like, flipping it. Yes, man. Yes, man. Yes, man. And so they buy it, right? And of course, they get out. And it's like really sh- crappy aftershave you get for a quick market aftershave. Or, or it's knockoff. No, no, no. It's not even knockoff. It's just crap. Because he's not showing you what he's putting in there. And of course, the people that are getting... If you want, and I, I've stood and watched this because I was fascinated by the psychology of it. Because there's a lot of like hypnotism techniques. The thing of getting people to put their hands up a lot is, is like compliance. You get people to comply with you, so they become more malleable. And I'd watch it for a couple of hours. And of course, the show would finish. You go right. That's it. We're done. Thank you very much. Twenty minutes later, everyone's moved along Oxford Street, very fast moving uh... street. It starts again, and you watch, and it's the same women. It's always the women. It's the same women that get those things for a fiver. The stooges. The stooges. And I've stood. I've argued with these people. I, 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 a couple of years ago, I had a massive argument with them. Me and my wife. And I was arguing, going, this is a con. This is a con, guys. This is a con. They are conning you. And the women got really nasty. I mean, really rough. It got scary. And a guy came out and, it, it, you know, these are crooks. These are crooks doing this. And you got some bloke that used to be on the telly. I don't know if they recognise me. And the police turned up. And I'm going, this is a con. This is a con. They're ripping off tourists. People from all over the world. Are, I got really angry. People from all over the world are coming to Oxford Street, one of the best shopping sh- streets in the world. And these arseholes are, are, are stealing from them. And they said, the copper said, we know, but we can't do anything but about it. the thing it. is, what they're doing, they're not saying what's in the bag. No, no, no. So they're not breaking the law. No, exactly. Even though uh, we know that it morally awful. it's super dodgy. You watch, you'll see them. You, they, they still pop up in shopping centres. I've not, I've not been down Oxford Street for a long time, so I don't know. They tend to do it kind of near Christmas and stuff. 0344-499-1000. Call straight to air. Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with that man. There's no strangers here, just friends you haven't stalked on Facebook yet. Have never sent my picture to anyone who didn't request it. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Yes. Hmm. Um, yeah. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Call straight to air for the last ten minutes of the show. Paul Ross in at one. My name's Ian Lee. Who are you, lady? My name is Catherine Boyle. And this guy, what is your name, this guy? Hi, I'm Andrew. Hello, Andrew. What have you got for us tonight? What would you like to bring to the late-night alternative dinner table, supper table, if you will? Uh, I'd like to bring to the table, um, just to give you a bit of context, I phoned you up about a month ago. I'm the guy that was in hospital and was worried about crap people visiting them. I remember very few calls, but uh, I remember yours. You were getting visitor, visits from uh, crap people that you you a bit bored with. You didn't really fancy them coming round, but you they didn't get away from them. They were they were coming around to us. Well, what's the latest? Have you died? <laughs> Unfortunately not. Oh my uh, gosh! I, I, escaped, I escaped the hospital, um, so I'm out now. But I'm I'm on loads of medication, so I'm following up for a bit of advice. Basically, yes. my favourite band are The Cure. Oh, I'm sorry to and hear I've that. And I've got a kit. To... All right, you don't like the cure. I don't mind the cure. I met Robert Smith once. He's a very, very nice gentleman. Yes. No, I dig. I quite dig the oh, cure. The cure, all right. Yeah. I'm jealous. Um, well, Joe. I'm playing Hyde Park yeah. this Saturday. Yeah. And I've got a ticket to go. Yeah. But obviously it's like a, a heat wave at the minute, and this medication I'm on 
is saying like I'm not allowed to go out in the sun oh. at all what? because it makes your skin go mental and you can go blind and stuff. Oh my god! So I turn him into a vampire. <laughs> well, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking, should I still go to the gig, or do most of the people all right. be there? Here's like, the thing. Here's the like thing. Vampires anyway. Here's, well, here's the thing. We are not allowed to give medical advice and certainly not allowed to give any advice that might contradict medical advice you've given or, or suggestions from your doctor or from your pharmacist or even the, the warnings on the thing. But you know what? I think you should just go. What? Take a, go and take a parasol. Yeah. Take a parasol with you. There's, no, there's, nothing, there's, no, there's nothing effeminate or, or weak or, or about taking a parasol. Also, it's just the place to take one. You won't be the only one. I'm not going to be worried about being effeminate. Well, this is very true. Well, also... Um, because me and Kath are going to go and see Paul Simon at Hyde Park in a couple of weeks. And we oh. looked at the bill. The bill is long, man. All I want to see is James Taylor and Paul Simon. Mate, I don't mind if I catch a bit of Bonnie Raitt, but I don't want to see any, anybody else. James Taylor and Paul Simon, right? So um, yeah. what you need to do... Catherine, you can Google this. What time are the Cure on stage? You don't want to see the other You don't want to see the other bands, do you, Andy? They're on at, the, the, they're on at 8.40. Well, oh, that's night time. That's night time, buddy. What are you, what are you whinging about? Stop being a pussy. I, no, I, no, I'm no whinging. It's just this You whinging. It's just this you whinging. It's just me go blind and that, and I'm thinking I might... It's got to be worth the risk. Right, I'm whinging. Got to be worth... Got, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Obviously, you have to put a legal disclaimer. If you go blind, ha-ha, Yabu sucks, you can't sue us. <laughs> it's your own stupid fault, you idiot. But... Um, yeah, I remember true. once being when I was in hospital with glandular fever, right, really ill, and I had tickets to a gig, and we came up with an elaborate plan where I was going to break out of hospital and go get driven to see this gig and, and then get taken back to hospital. We didn't do it in the end, but that's how desperate I was to see Gary Glitter. <gasps> Gary Glitter was playing wow. in, in Reading. And, and I was prepared how, to, how old were you? I was I was too old for him, and um, he, oh, okay. <laughs> he he was playing in red, and I was prepared to break out of hospital. So you're you're out of hospital. You've done the breaking out part. Just 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 get That's get true. yourself covered. Take a parasol. And you're on the, at the, night. The danger the danger you're in is probably worse than the danger. Exactly I'll be in. exactly. <laughs> many many who've been with glitter wish they had gone blind. Uh, let us know how it goes, Andy. Of course, we cannot give medical advice, and if you die, that's your problem, man. And it shows you're up being a sucker. Line two, you're on the wireless. Hello. Hello, you're on the air. What mate? Is that me? Um, Hello. Yes. That's all right, mate, because normally you say about turning the radio off, so I don't know. Okay, thanks for calling. Let's go to line two. Line two, you're on the wireless. Hi, is that me? Yes. Because my name previously was Ray, not line two. Okay. (laughs) Um, Sorry, I'm I'm in the middle of a country lane in Bury St Edmunds, and I just thought I'd give you a quick call just on the off chance that there was sort of a little bit of time. Um, The last time I spoke to you, I told you that I was about to, well, I was about to get a new job as a prison officer. Um, And I'm now up near Newmarket training to be a prison officer. What training do they they give you to be a prison officer? Looking tough, sending out tough vibes? Well, it's 12 weeks. Um, First week is at the prison, and then the following 10 weeks are at a training school. 12 weeks doesn't Uh, seem that long for a, because I would have thought it would have been more than that for a prison officer. Oh, well, okay, there you go. Yeah, and I've got my midterm exam tomorrow, so I was just phoning in to ask for some advice, please. Um, don't answer the questions incorrectly. What what kind of things will they ask you? If if um uh, uh, if a, a prisoner is being obnoxious, are you allowed to a smack them around the head? B smack them around the head only if they're black, or C you get someone the supervisor in? Is that the kind of questions you get asked? 
A, no. Okay. B, that's racist. Yep. And C, no. Excellent stuff in it. I'm teasing. I think prison officers do one of the toughest <laughs> no, gigs in the world. Uh, but what kind of questions what? do you get asked? Well, you've got to learn all the legislation. Oh, um, man. Which is... A, which is, it's, well, but I don't know, you don't probably remember, I'm the six foot four guy from Dublin and Bath who, yes. um, you accused me of being shorter than you. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, But yeah, prior so to being a prison yes. officer, I was a policeman for 17 years, so I, I've yeah. been in a sort of similar area before, but, uh, yeah. this is far worse. Um, do you, do you, who, who, do you, can you volunteer to do the bum cavity searches? It's not something you really want to volunteer for, to be fair. Oh, Really? Um, <laughs> what? Um, dude, you, you know, you know, you know all the stuff. You know what you've got to do. You just got to go in there and and be confident. You know, you can do this. Yeah, but the, yeah, but the problem is, I'm 49, so I'm a lot. Ian, you'll love this. Yeah. One of the girls in our class is six, there's 18 in my class. Yeah. The youngest girl in, I, I say girl, I should say woman, because that's politically effective. She was born in 1998. People were born in the 90s. What the hell? Outrageous! Babies, thirty years prior to that. Babies, hey mate, listen, you're, you're, uh, I, I guarantee, I know this because I, I, you, you said, you'll be fine, man. You'll be fine. Just go in there, be oh, you, answer the yeah. questions to your best of your ability. You will be fine. You got this one, Ray. Can I just say you're a top man. I love it a bit. Kath was great when you were right. away. Right. Thanks but, for calling. Um, thanks for calling, Ray. There was a butt there. Uh, no, just, yeah, b- big butt. <gasps> Come in, Paul. Let me just quickly say hello to line two, and then we'll talk to Paul Ross. Good evening, line two. No, you're too slow. Okay, right, I mean... <laughs> Sharp intake of breath and then silence. I hope they're all right. <laughs> Someone's like, Well, have you seen The Staircase? The Netflix yeah, documentary. Like it. stuff, it? We yeah. got the guys. He's guilty as hell, that, de- that bloke. <laughs> oh, um, oh, Kat's not seen it, so I'm... I'm well, I've, I've, I've seen the first part, and I'm, I've already made but, my judgment. But Paul, Paul. Definitely did it. Definitely did it. I reckon so. Totally stoned her head in. Well, that, my mind's still open. Yeah, oh, mine too. <laughs> Definitely. But we've got tomorrow, we've got the, the Radio 5 team that did a podcast. Yeah, I heard you saying about it. Fantastic. And they kind of are on the side, because the, 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 the staircase is very much favoured in, in Michael Peterson's yeah. way. He went out with the editor for 15 years of, of, of that. And the, the BBC thing is much more, we think he's probably guilty, you know. Yeah, yeah. So um, it'd be interesting to get him on. But yeah. <laughs> what is on your show tonight? Well, we are celebrating a couple of things that are 5,000 years old. We've got a great mystery solved about Stonehenge. Oh, really? Which, yeah, I cannot wait for. This guy's got a new theory. Well, he's not solved. His new oh. theory is... Well, his theory is... The, the big mystery at Stonehenge is the altar stone. Yeah. Which came from a different part of the world to the other stones. Yeah, yeah. It weighs six tonnes. People previously thought it came from the sea. Now they know it didn't come via the, the water or the sea or the river. No, yeah. it was dragged across. What this man reckons is, as they do still in Indonesia, amongst some Bronze Age cultures there, it's not the hand is yeah. the why it was the journey that was the celebration right so everybody right, got right. involved in it and it's just fantastic notion isn't like it like the olympic torches exactly that yeah, yeah so yeah. we're talking about that we also talked we oh, got to greenland for the very first time yeah. on the show because they've made this neolithic area of greenland now a kind of area of outstanding importance in heritage terms yeah. it means we can tick greenland off our world map as well as we Hang go on. around the world so you, it sounds like that's the only reason you're speaking to greenland kind of, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think our inuit contact is listening that is the only we've been desperate because <laughs> it's such a huge landmass yeah, yeah. isn't it there's only about hundred thousand people yeah. The um, Vikings called it Greenland to try and entice people to go over there and populate it because it was a hellhole. 
And they yeah. called Iceland, which is lovely Iceland, to say, don't so go there. We'll go they, there. They were the first spin doctors. They were the first yeah. Alistair Campbells, weren't they, of the Middle Ages. <laughs> exactly. That's incredible. And we're also talking about a new planet, possibly the youngest planet we've ever discovered. It's only a few million years old. We've got the astronomer who spotted it first on the programme. Oh, I love all this. I love st- Stonehenge in the middle of the yeah. night. Absolutely perfect. We crossed live there for the summer solstice, and I wish we'd done the whole show from there. Oh. I think if, if we're spared next year, I think we will do, because it oh, was sounding wow. fantastic. Yeah, I bet. Nice and the guy said, what, what about, what's next? week? said, oh, I'm off to Avebury now. <laughs> off to another stone circle. <laughs> That's all from one o'clock. We've got time for one last call. Good, good, good evening, line one. You're on the wireless. I thought I was line two. No, you've switched to line one. You're going to be line none in a second. Oh, right, fair enough. I was just going to say about the perfume. You said about opening up my shopping centre. you got 30 seconds. <sighs> nah, I didn't know. Don't bother. I mean... He was going to say, but he didn't. Hey, coulda, woulda, shoulda. Hey, that's all I'm saying. This is what we've got to deal I'm with. I'm down with the kids. Paul Ross will be on at one. We will be back tonight at ten o'clock. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you, Sam. Happy birthday, Sam. Uh, don't forget, there are podcasts aplenty. There's the best of this. There's the rabbit hole. All of that stuff. Um, you've been listening to Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle. Paul Ross will be coming up next only on Talk Radio.